Material Components Episode 69 The Root of the Problem Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. You. Welcome. Oh, you usually ask us how we're doing, and it, like without it, I was like, oh, what, what? How do we start this? Oh, God. What are we doing? Um... I thrive on patterns. Uh, I am Olivia, and I am playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing uh, Cherished Iron Strike, uh, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlite, Half-Elf Rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. Before we get into tonight's events, I would like to ask the same question I ask at the beginning of every session, and that is whether or not you all remember what happened last time. Crash Pixies! Most important thing. I was going to say athletes. Wait, yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there's a math yeah. Uh A series of... The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. <laughs> Where did last week's notes start? Not that one. Uh, we got a crash course in rift keeping. Mm -hmm. um, and we showed Blizz a few things as well. So. <laughs> yep, we're basically pros now. Yeah. The <laughs> have become the teachers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we did. <laughs> we did though get a sort of idea of how to quantify what we do when we close rifts. Mm -hmm. Sort of. We through a, the, through a the, four the hour math closed. session that Cherish participated in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we discovered some <laughs> some quantities from earlier in our lives that oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> that Gosh, I think I'm just that was so that curious. Was out of character, right? It I think was, that was just Mike. Like, okay. Oh yeah. I just wanted yeah. to make sure. I, I, I would highly we, encourage you to go back and listen to. I believe that's episode thirty-nine, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, Stygian winds, in which I react to every like piece mm -hmm. of information you give me while you complete that ritual. And just <laughs> no. listen to my reaction while as, it's going as on. You were, as you were telling us. Uh, about this last session, I was thinking about your reactions during that, and I was like, "Oh, I remember okay. you having a reaction for sure." Yeah, the thing yeah. is, I can imagine Mike doing all of the like the face touching, like covering his mouth kind of thing, where something's just like, "Oh, oh no, oh, oh, they're, oh, they're gonna die. They got it. They're, they're gonna die. No, oh, oh, and just looking at the dice rolls. Yeah, episode thirty-seven, by the way. I apologize. Mm. Okay. How do, how do you not have every episode and what we did in it memorized? Come on. We're not, we're not on episode <laughs> He does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does a no, good That's next good one, job. I think. No, that's the next one? Okay. Yeah. Nope, Is that next one? Nope. Nice. That's just, this one's nice. <gasps> Guys. <laughs> Guys. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. Nice. Nice. <laughs> 
But anyway, yes, you <laughs> did indeed <laughs> learn <laughs> about your. <laughs> you learned about what it was you were doing when you closed rifts, which was apparently a unique method of doing so. Mm. Though you were definitely under the impression that Angela used a similar method when she went about her rift keeping duties, though definitely yeah. in a more. Uh, individual fashion because you never got the sense that any of her party members participated in those activities. In fact, I'm pretty sure I know that they d yeah. Tirza knows sure a I know lot of don't. stuff about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, how those secrets going over there? Y'all can't not... give me shit about anything. It's I have not hidden a nothing. Secret. I have hidden nothing. That it hasn't come up yet and Sid's yeah, sad right I, now. I, I don't want to make him sad. So, so you're saying this is a I accidentally took someone's bag of gold and until it comes up, it's not a problem, right? No, that's no. different. <laughs> I, that, mm, mm, I don't see it that way. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anywho. Uh... Uh, and then Sid and I had dinner with his absolute Horrid, horrid aunt. I, I wouldn't go that far, but um, yeah, there is. Uh, we've got a good plan um, to create these lawless pendants. Mm -hmm. We have to collect a few uh, important material components. A and <laughs> just every everybody just made a face. Unfortunately, <laughs> the audience didn't get a chance to see it, but I did, and it was it was special. Um, and uh, if we are able to collect those parts, then we can uh, perhaps make these pendants. It's true. Uh, you were given a couple of routes in which to uh, procure those pieces mm -hmm. that you needed to create these items. Uh, there were a couple of ways you could go about it. Do you remember those paths you could be taking? Yeah, one of them was... Um, interacting with the the Teague, I, or I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but a criminal organization here in Farium's here. The Teague. Teague, that's what it is. Counted and gifted. Made that joke last week. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't hear it last week. Well done. And it actually, w with the way it's spelled, it would be the talented and exceptionally gifted. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's how you spell it. Magical kids. <laughs> Just a fun mnemonic to remember. <laughs> uh -huh. I I have I'm sure I've misspelled everything since we entered Ferium's here in my notes, but yes, probably. I don't even ask how things are spelled anymore. <laughs> so Just know there's apostrophes. Yes, you were informed that uh, if you came into possession of a significant amount of mithril that you then had imbued with far realm energy to turn it into black mithril or had found a pre-existing source of black mithril that you could get it enchanted in two separate fashions one by utilizing the services of house sonoran specifically an aeon sonoran who is a brother of uh <laughs> yep indeed brother of lavira who is currently married to sid's father uh, She's, she seems nice. She seems. She's so great. It's going to be a great meeting. Can't wait. <laughs> or you uh. could purchase the services 
of someone named Ir Alray, uh, who is a member of the Tag, who is apparently also a master abjuration specialist, though of a different sort than... Well, you were given to believe that the Tag has some interesting uses of uh, that sort of magic. Yes. But leastways, yeah, you had a, a relatively fruitful conversation with Sid's aunt regarding your plans going forward. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got vetted a little bit. Uh, I think I'm getting the impression people seem to think I'm here to overthrow House Lyodon with my mere presence. Which, oh, which let's fucking you know, do I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mulling it over if I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. Fuck these people up. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're here to help them, and then we are going to leave. And then they will owe us, and yes. then we'll use that as leverage. Uh, no. Um, to fuck them up. Yeah. <laughs> All these things are true. In between your crash course and your right. dinner date, there was yes. a, a bit of another encounter in which you attempted to go to Duskwalker Import and Export TM. And we went, and we bought a bunch of items, and uh, oh, Alexander's very happy. <laughs> None of those things are true. No, it's not that, that the cinematic of that is all of that happening. It's like a montage of us buying items and having a good time with Omatep, and then tiny monkey Alexander like sits up from a dream. It's all a dream. <laughs> Horrible nightmare. Yeah, we we may we've we've imprisoned Alexander in this bubble with us. So that definitely um, seems to be what has occurred. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh. Add to the list. <laughs> so yes, on top of everything else, you now have uh, an awakened capuchin uh, hanging out at your riftkeeper sanctum slash adventuring theme restaurant hangout, the halls of wonder. So yeah, that pretty much brings us to the present as we come in the following morning after you all had a, a decent evening of cringy jokes and uh, pizza with one another, sharing your companionable uh, time with the yourselves, the other Rift Keepers, your threadless friend Judah, who you had found here in the city Aww. of Fair Ames here. And uh, unless anything you needed to accomplish on the evening of the 13th of So, uh, you awaken refreshed and ready to tackle the day on the 14th. Take that as a no. All right, so what's the plan? What are we doing? Oh, right. Oh, I, I didn't realize uh, you were talking to me. Um, I wasn't necessarily talking to anybody, yeah. but yeah, okay. Of people who um, want to accomplish things in the evening, Grawl is certainly one of the uh, <laughs> chief perpetrators. Hey, things I didn't think about in the entirety of the last week. This, <laughs> um, yeah. So I have nothing planned for this. Um, so uh, sure, why not? Uh, maybe I'll roll better than a three this time. Uh, we are going to go in and look, uh, try and find uh, some more information on. Um, let's do Magluviet again, since I got off on the wrong foot last time, just like straight off. 
I went um, True. and found the wrong god last time. So. Yeah, you found Grumch. Cyclops, badass. Okay, investigation. That is up on the keyboard. That's a 13 minus 1 plus 2. So that is a 15. Okay. Nice. Anything. As you begin your evening of research yet again, trolling through the halls of the Dream Archive, assisted by your forlorn blood specters, you feel the presence of Mott nearby, but not necessarily visible. And going throughout the evening, you actually get a pretty good bead on Maglubiet, the Conquering God. It is said that Maglubiet was not originally a, a god of goblins. No one really knows what Maglubiet, how this creature achieved divinity. All that is known that is in the, the mists of an event referred to as the Dawn War, whatever that is, uh, the goblin uh, pantheons were subjugated by this creature called Maglubiet. And while some of the individual gods of the, the goblinoids still exist, at least to some extent, like one or two bugbear gods, a couple of hobgoblin gods, a couple of regular goblin gods, but they all are now subjugated by Maglubiet. In doing so, Maglubiet's tenets are basically to subjugate in his name, to dominate all other forms of life, and to eventually uh, to hone yourself as a better war, as the best warrior as you can, or in whatever service to the army that you can, be the best you can at that, so that you may one day pass to the uh, great fields of Acheron to serve him and his immortal army in their endless conquest of the plains. You also learn that Maglubiet is in, or at least in the text that you find, he is apparently waging a war upon the plain of Acheron with another god called Grumsh. As in, like, against Grumsh? Uh, yes. Okay, okay. So I want to make sure what the, the with meant. Okay. Apparently their war has no beginning and no end, at least according to the text that you read. And when one emerges as a victor, they will then use their triumphant army to spill forth across the multiverse to conquer all things. And they're both constantly looking for some kind of upper hand against the other one. Sounds upsettingly familiar. <laughs> uh, good times. Blood wars and stuff. Yay. Blood wars for everyone. Blood wars for everyone. You know what? You blood get a blood war. And you <laughs> get a blood war. <laughs> and yeah, um, that's basically what you learn. Uh, better than the last time. 15? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, after that, you awaken, well-rested, 
with the this knowledge having come to you in your waking. And the rest of you wake up uh, ready to uh, confront the 14th of so. Your third day here in Fair Ames here. Okay. First things, we gotta create a game plan. What are we doing? Uh, I assume that Cherish and I have already divulged debriefed. the information. Yeah. yeah, debriefed. Mm-hmm. Um, great. So what do you guys think? We have two options here. Neither of them are going to be particularly easy to accomplish. Well, in terms of acquisition of the materials. Right. Right. Well, we can get we can get Mithril from House Sonoran. Sonoran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we need some sort of far realm energy, some kind of eldritch energy. Is that something? Is did you research that last night, girl? No, no, I didn't. Okay, well, maybe that can be next. Uh, right, i And I can look at stuff today in the library. Yeah. Because we really need something with far realms energy to get this done. Mm-hmm. We really have to figure out. What to use? Right. Who else are you looping in on this conversation? By the way, you could loop in any of the other Rift Keepers or Judah or Fizzle Nozzle or all of them if you want. Oh, to. I mean, Ethico mm-hmm. should definitely definitely be definitely Ethico. Yeah, the only but smart like, one among us. <laughs> well, there's Blitz too. Yeah, honestly, like I mean, I don't think that we're keeping it a secret from them necessarily. Okay. Yeah. What do you guys think about including Canaeus? I don't really trust him. Yeah, I'm. I'm my heels are be, cooling on him. Canaeus uh, doesn't need to be yesterday. a part of this conversation. So um, perhaps just Etsuko as far as the Rift Keepers, and then Etsuko can disseminate whatever information she feels is necessary for the mission. Okay. Uh, we also you know. don't want to keep Arbadon from his. <laughs> His fun time. It's it's not that we don't want to tell Arbadon. It's just we're pretty sure he's not gonna care. He's just <laughs> he's just busy, and yeah. who can blame him? Honestly, sounds like a you thing. Hmm. <laughs> That's a lot of ten gold words you're throwing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so Etsuko is a part of this conversation, and yeah. We'll assume Blizz, if he's still probably Blizz, too, if, if he's, yeah, available. Uh, has the park opened back up? Uh, like the, the restaurant? Yeah. Because yeah. um, it, it was closed yesterday. It has, um, but it really doesn't get into full swing until afternoon. Um, so it is <laughs> technically open to the public, and there are, like I said, there are people staying here. Um, mm. Mm, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, though they were c- either told to get out or be confined to their rooms yesterday. Um, but as of right now, the plan is to have the Halls of Wonder open today. Though okay. I'm assuming this conversation is happening in the morning, so uh, Fizzle Nozzle is available to be a part of the discussion. Great. Uh, and is Judah along for the ride as well? If, if he, he wants, wants to be, to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a threadless. He might as like yeah. We yeah we would invite part him. of the team. 
Technically, he has more of a right to be here than Grawl does. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> I was re-listening to last week's episode today, and <laughs> the part where Etsuko is like, oh yeah, because you're all threadless. I think Ooh. that's like a super huge factor. I think it's probably just anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> the threadless. Their caretaker. <laughs> yeah. No, you're just our plus one. <laughs> Oh, Let's be real, one. he's our babysitter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he is the big baby, and he sits near you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Silently okay. judging us. Yeah. So, Etsuko is definitely going to give this some thought, and Judo will as well, in terms of finding some source of uh, far realm energy. Um, right. Judah is. A little nonplussed by it. He wasn't even really aware that the Far Realm was a thing until very recently. Um, Same, buddy. Yeah. But Etsuko is definitely giving it some serious thought, and she says, I could try to... I know communication in and out of the city is impossible, but... I am still able to cast spells, and Grawl, you are as well, yes? Yes. So that would imply that we are still connected to our patrons. Oh, yeah, I would say Mm. that Grawl is absolutely always connected to his patron. And if Tirza (laughs) is still able to channel the power of her gods, that means there is still some intrinsic connection there. Hmm. That so not everything is blocked off. That would imply that certain avenues of communication are still possible. Perhaps I could beseech the Gloam Weaver to carry a message to someone who might be able to help us. Who are you thinking? Um, yeah. I do not know, but I am just saying that is a possibility. Do you think they would be amenable to that? Perhaps I... The Gloamweaver is an esoteric creature. It... Its desires are strange at times. Interpreting its whim has been one of my (laughs) more problematic aspects of Developing my powers. <laughs> Perhaps you and Grawl can work together on that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, work with uh, Grawl. Um, I, um, yeah. Pa- I, um, I don't. <laughs> Perhaps uh, <laughs> if uh, uh, that pizza was really good last night. You, um, I. Uh, I just feel like you you both have sort sort of similar skill sets. Perhaps you can yes, help we have each other. So much in common to each other's. Um, what's the word? What's the word? I have to uh, pay p- potential. Oh, there goes Grawl. There it goes. He'll hmm. uh, be back eventually. When you gotta go. You gotta go. When you gotta go. You gotta go. That's gonna be a long one, guys. It's uh, <laughs> I'm not coming back for a while. All right. So Grawl's got the hot snakes. <laughs> um, Okay. I was looking back to when we were at Old Morgana's to see if I actually saw anything like uh, 
abominable when I was looking at Grawl with my special eyes, but no, never mind. Oh. Alas. Certainly it was upsetting, just but it was yeah. just spooky, yeah. Ooh. So Grawl, are you literally leaving the conversation? I was gonna go up to the, the like the balcony thing and then like turn around and like dip, dip, dip. change didn't feel like it. Chicken. So Grawl comes back way quicker than it anyway, should take to actually go to the bathroom and sits down. Yeah, anyway, yes, Etsuko, uh, I think that that would be a, a good idea. Uh, you know, we don't have any really bad ideas at this point. Uh, yeah. Oh, I could come up with something. Give me. Oh, like that's true, Grawl, actually. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that I've been wondering is maybe we should try and figure out where in the wilding the source of all of this is coming from so that we're not just like once we get these uh, pendants we can't just wander blindly into this. We should try and figure out where maybe all of this was started maybe through rumors or just through I mean, I, I I don't know what. I mean, people people surely would have noticed it. Maybe not starting, but certainly spreading before right. it hit Fair Ames here. And it has expanded since they all got trapped in here. Yes. And Cherish, you would remember, because you can't not, uh, that... <laughs> that I mean, when... I am... And I am looking at my map right now. Okay. I was literally about to be like... Did you know that it is somewhat southwest? Yeah. <laughs> Southeast, Southeast, I mean. <laughs> Swiss. It's Swiss. Uh, um, yes, we do know that it is southeast of Fair Ames here, but yes, we should figure out a, a more exact location. Because we definitely had a, an easier beat on the one in, in uh, the drylands, because like... We could actually walk through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing is um. like, because, and I'll, I'll mention that, I'll mention Suoran's cool, um, like, oraculum. Yes. His cool oraculum, um, but that it doesn't. He can't see outside of Fair Ames here, so that's... But we could probably talk, like ask him if he saw anything before Or if bubble, people were or... tracking it. Yeah. Or like... Mike, when we got near the barrier between the affected area and uh, areas that weren't affected with previous stuff, there were mobs around yeah hmm. so i wonder what it's going to be like inside of it probably more figure out where they're coming from of course we don't all... the rest of us but... don't know that the mods show us the boundaries between things it's just you yeah yeah, yeah that that's me. so that's not, a, that's not an avenue the rest of us can yeah I'm about to suggest a... that. I'm about to suggest <laughs> okay. all these mm -hmm. things that are coming okay. up because we just this had a is thought. A, this is another secrets don't make friends situation yeah. here. It's not really a secret so much as it's just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. 
I forgot about this thing that's come up multiple times. In- Two <laughs> times. Two times. That's been more doing than this once. That for- counts as multiple He's times. not wrong. He's not wrong. I just want to point out the two very, very, like, It's not empirical points. yet. Yes. Yeah, this okay. is true. This is true. Uh, but I'm, I, I mentioned talking to Oren because doing, like, a grassroots interview thing like we did in Blue Gulch is probably not a super great idea. I don't know. Though... Though we could see if there was any news about it before it became a, a really big issue and talk to whoever was breaking that news. Yeah, what's the newspaper here? <laughs> we don't Blizz. know if there is a newspaper here. Um, you want to ask Blizz what the, yeah, newspaper, sure. the newspaper is? Or, or if he knows, like, did people know about this before you guys got bubbled? Like, did yeah. Did somebody know that there was stuff Life going on? Blizz isn't aware if anyone knew about this before it went off. He is a little insulated here. Um, people really only started to get a good idea of something was wrong when people were at the edges of the city were starting to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm. And by like crazy, as in like like they weren't like physically affected, like the way that the like bird or whatever was flying into the bubble. Uh, the reports that Blizz has and what he's seen with his own eyes indicates that people that go into this effect are overtaken by like frenzy or frenzy or primal emotions just heightened states of being that overtakes their mind and we're okay. sure can let's just go in there no. um <laughs> you know what's the worst that could happen like uh, i'm kidding no. let's not do that i'm 16 i'm already full of frenzied emotions <laughs> my emotions <laughs> Um, uh, Grawl is going to uh, let people in on the moth moth information. Um, so uh, I have an idea, just a quick little thought, uh, just kind of popped back up into my head because it's been a while. Go anyone? on. Oh, Go okay. On. All yeah. right. I just didn't know if people were listening or not. <laughs> We were all staring yeah, we're at We're all looking at Right. I don't know. I think Reed tried to speed that up by just telling, saying, this is what Grawl tells everybody. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well. And what is the, what is, well, what's the point behind it? What's, what's the well, gist? The gist. Um, well, if, if somehow we can find the moths, maybe they'll lead us to the center. So, like, once we get in there and start going the general direction we know it is, once you start seeing these moths that only you mm-hmm. can see, mm-hmm. then we'll be, we'll know we're on the right track. Right. Like, did they get bigger? There or more were there just them. more of them? M- more. Okay. So, we still need to know the general location, but that might we, be a good way we to... We do kind of mm-hmm. know the general, at least direction. We know the right direction, that's true. But there's a lot of things that are southeast of here. 
I mean, it's really just the mountains. Oh, no, I was thinking of Southwest, yeah. Etsuko gets a, a pensive look on her face before she looks up and says, Grawl, what is your patron? Okay, can we pause a second? Because... Are you about to ask if we know what his patron is? Yeah, because I think that, <laughs> I mean, Cher Cherish saw some stuff at Old Morgana's. I saw moths, and I saw... Let's see where is all that? I just it's just <laughs> oh no! Um, Reed. I Don't saw moths crawling on out of his face. Is that what I read? They weren't crawling out of his face, were they? Mm -mm. Just like on him. Okay, that must be what I, I can't read my own handwriting. They're crawling up out of his back, and they were holding open his eyes while he was using his eldritch sight. Yes, that was the upsetting part. Um, and then. That was astral vision, and then ethereal vision was there was no sword on his back, just a taloned hand resting on his shoulder. Um, and then using uh, hand detect puppets. magic, detect magic. Was well, that with, sight? With, 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 with true uh, sight, you had true a, sight. Yeah, yeah. So the magic part of it was bunch of bright green runes and stuff. But Etsuko will say, I assumed your patron was the sword, yes? Yes. How does it give you the ability to see the edges of the plains? I do and don't know. Well, let's start with what you do know. I I mean, so, Warlock. Is, like, a Hexblade, like, a thing that I can explain? You can explain that your power comes from... That. I mean, that's the assumption that... Yeah. Uh... Etsuko is working under. You don't know if there that terminology exists. Okay. Um so my patron manifests as a sword. It's not them per se, but it is an extension of them. Oh, and I'll you know give the refresher out as cherish about what I saw with True Sight as well. So, it it is, but it isn't. And, I mean, Grawl, it's, I mean, we've seen it be other things, too. Mm hmm Like, boom, crossbow. So you're your patron exists here as a weapon. Yes. But it also allows you to see these invisible moths that mark the borders of planar disturbances? 
I thought it was just moths at first, but then when I, I don't know how to say it. I, when I look at things extra good, I don't like, yeah, I don't, that Jesus She's a understand. warlock. She knows what Eldritch Sight is. Right, right. No, I'm trying to put it out there for like everyone. Oh, she doesn't? Oh, no. That's a, that is a, an invocation that you chose. That's not necessarily something that every warlock has. Oh, but I thought she, she can cast. She um, can cast detect magic. magic. Yeah. It's just a different. That's just a spell she knows. That's not yeah. something she can do for free. She's got a whole other bag of tricks. Very cool bag of tricks. Pack to the Archfey, um, yo. Um, like, look, look, here we go, here we go. Everyone? This part's really upsetting if you have to. It's very upsetting. Don't try, yeah. The moths hold his eyes open. I hate yeah, it every cool. second of it. Great, cool. Detect, I cast uh, Eldritch Sight. Okay, and yeah, you all see Grawl's pupils subdivide over and over again until he has these big compound eyes, each of with each of which has its own little pupil and sclera. And yeah, it is pretty upsetting to just stare out. Ah, oh god, I even forgot about this part. And that's how I can see them. And what are you seeing with this power? I can see magic. I can see. I don't. I, don't, I can see magic things. I guess I don't. Hmm. So it functions like detect magic then, which is a spell that's say so. fairly standard. Interesting. I am just wondering how it is that your patron manifests. Is it manifesting only as the sword, or is it manifesting as the moths as well? Or is it simply you are interpreting the boundaries of things as a series of moths? And she starts, like, really digging into kind of the esoterica of how your powers work, and it just seems like something she's more fascinated in that's not necessarily relevant, she's just very curious. Yeah, no, I mean, it... You got me. I, I, I do not know. Hmm. I do not know if my patron is guiding the way. I do not know if it is my interpretation of things. I have no idea. I should do experiments with it. That's what happens when you Figure find it out in a desert and kill an old man for it. You know, this might be very... Very... No. <laughs> this I don't fun. think I know that. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think anybody does. This might be very late in the campaign to be doing this, but when Grawl says he does not know, is he being honest? Give me an insight check. Mm -hmm. Grawl, what's your charisma score? Uh, Pretty good. It's a 19. That's the DC. Okay. Insight's okay. It's not my best. That's... 14 plus 6, 20. So, Grawl, are you being honest? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think there's definitely some half-truth here. About what? You I know, have you, no... You know way more about your patron than you started out knowing. 
Well, yeah, that's true. But I do. I, 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 is he asking specifically about the moths? I don't know which, which no, thing is he I'm lying about. I think Sid's just trying to get some insight onto Grawl about, like, when Grawl says, you don't know anything really about your patron, that's, like, inherently not true. No, I'm saying I don't know anything about the moths in the like guiding me. I know other things about the patron. I don't I didn't realize that was the thing he was trying to gain information on. What I do know is that there's a lot of things that you know, we we play off that Grawl can't remember, but I'm wondering if there's things that Grawl might be playing dumb about and so I'm just sort of keeping my eyes open about it. I guess. Um, and if we were just talking about the mods, then yes. That would be what I was looking for, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He looks so, like, aghast. I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, like, which, like, uh, yet, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to know more, you can ask. That is true. The yeah. the few times we've confronted Grawl about, like, hey, you have to tell us stuff, he's been like, you haven't asked. But, like, we're do we, putting our lives in your know? hands all the time, so I feel like we... Do we even know Mott's name? That's no. what I thought. Anyone going to bring this up in character? I was about to tell Etsuko. So. I mean, you should just do now. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was about to. I'm just wondering <laughs> if you guys are go like, if, if, is this the thing? Or uh, am I just going, can I just talk to Etsuko kind of thing? Do it. You can talk to Etsuko. Yeah. Okay. Is she still like going on on her, like, like trying to figure out the... Yeah, she is very curious about your your patron because she knows how her whole deal works but uh like i i've said this before but pacts with archfey are definitely the most common type of warlock pact that exists in the valley um the the other packs are definitely a bit more esoteric and people tend to not advertise if they've made deals with Eldritch Abominations and or Fiends. So... Weird. <laughs> and things that have to do with the Archive and the Arch, like like the uh, the Old Mage oh. about a, to like instantly incinerate me. Yeah. Not things I want to talk about like all the time. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, well. Alright, sit down. Story time with Grawl. Um, Tirza immediately sits down. I think everyone was already sitting down. Tirza stands, stands up, up and then sits, sits down again. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my patron's name is Mott. He, it, they, I. It's not very good at disseminating information about itself. You guys are a match. Yeah, no, it works out really well. Neither of us like to talk to each other very much. He kind of likes to 
peer around bookshelves and watch me. It's real weird. I look around the bookshelf. Not here. <laughs> I made a deal with him. Them. Mott. If I brought it power, it would help me. What what kind of power? It, magic. Uh, apparently really likes rocks, books. The whole See, okay, this is the other part of it. <laughs> is when we do confront Grawl, it's like all the shit he does say is like no, <laughs> because we know it a lot of character. <laughs> what am I missing here? What am I missing? Bring me knowledge, and I will give you power. Was like a direct <laughs> ass quote from your goddamn patron. But, yeah, but also, rocks and books are also. <laughs> but, also yeah, but okay, okay. <laughs> what? When I say rocks and books, you know what I'm talking about, though. When you saw me stab a us rock, the us the players do. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did stab. Us, a rock. You were that's all true. in the room. That's true. We were in the you room. Watch me do it. Specifically, he asked me to bring him knowledge and power, and he'll give me power. Blah 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 blah. There we go. Good. How do you give your patron knowledge? I, I, again, I, they know I stabbed a rock one time. He did stab uh, it, yeah. it was a, it was some sort of magical artifact that mm. we're assuming contained knowledge of some sort to be more really specific. It. it was, it was a hellish artifact. Um, uh, I stabbed a book one time, and it gave me access to a spell out of it. It belonged to, I don't know, a wizard or something. It was a very long time ago. What did you get out of stabbing that rock anyway? I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I almost did one time against the angel, but yeah, I I haven't used it yet. So in exchange for information, knowledge, you gain more power. Yes. And you transfer this knowledge by stabbing it? I I guess. I mean, if you think of the sword as the patron, I'm feeding it. Does 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 the knowledge go into the sword then? 
are the runes still uh like there if I bring the sword back? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. I think so. Point at all the runes. Hmm. But doesn't it also exist in that other place wherever you go in your dreams? Yes. I don't Mott can't be here as Mott. So Mott is in the dreamlands? Yes. The dream archive, specifically. I haven't <laughs> seen Mott anywhere else. And you went there last night, correct? I did. So you can still travel to the dreamlands. Yeah, Fizz that's a good point. Fizzle Nozzle will say, when you say the archive, what do you mean by that? So, the archive capital has... T, capital A. Thank you, Terrence. <laughs> so, like, is... the archive. Right. But I don't go to that. I've been to that one once or twice, and they wanted to murder me there. I go to a dream version of it. It's, I don't know if it is a reflection, an echo, or, or, or what it is. Tirza is not looking at Garal. She is looking at the concerned, horrified look on yeah. Fizzle Nozzle's face at this yeah. point. <sighs> Um. Hmm. Last time I mentioned the archive, the uh, the old mage uh, almost obliterated me. So yes. I understand. Yeah. Yes, that for good reason, I should say. Um. What do you know about it? Well, I know what she has told me, which is that there is a place called the archive that is. A collection of all knowledge, maybe? We're not sure. I don't think it has everything. Well, you would, I guess, know better than some. Um, what we do know is that their agents are responsible for wiping out a lot of information just after the foundation of the valley. Or maybe not wiping out, stealing it, I think, is a better term I think procuring it <laughs> yeah 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 well Just kind of take it and keep it yeah yeah they did that a, a lot to the point where there is some real spotty records about what actually happened in a lot of worlds leading up to whatever it was that happened 500 years ago and I have tried to figure out. Is it missing in the archives, too? There is a giant gap. Wait, wait, what? 
there's nothing there. 500 years ago, I, I've searched. I can't find what happened. It's all strange. Hmm. Uh, well, what we do know is that they're agents. They're cultists, honestly, that worship and steal unique knowledge. If you're not careful, their agents can worm their way into basically any organization. We're pretty sure they're riddled through the Divine Athenium. Um, odds are there's plenty of them over in Zonod Zero. Hell, even here, we're pretty sure that House Sonoran, House Lyodon, all of them have had agents of the Archive in them at one point or another. And how do we know about them? Sometimes they get caught. And sometimes they don't, but we can kind of figure out where they've been. Because this is hard to explain. Um, the people who are the agents of the Archive stop being themselves when they work for the Archive. And then when the Archive is done with them, they come back, if that makes any sense. That's kind of possession? Something like that. We're not entirely sure. All we do know is that people will start acting uncharacteristically, breaking ties with people in their lives, finding themselves in positions of power so that they can get information. There's no real pattern to what they're trying to look for, but but eventually they'll have fulfilled whatever mission they've come here to do, and then the people whose lives they invade regain sentience, consciousness, control, we're not entirely sure. And they tell stories if they're sane enough to do it. Stories of the Archive, a place of endless knowledge. Of being in a different body sometimes. Of meeting people, faces from across time. I'm not an expert in any of this. Different bodies? It's like whatever it is that exists in the Archive swaps itself with people here in the valley. And then when they're done, they switch back. So when you say you've been there, and he turns to Grawl, um, I would very much like to know how, without you um, losing your body to one of these I, things. I, I, well, how I got there, I was trying to go to the Dreamlands, but that was when we were trying to investigate the intersection of the astral and the ethereal planes. Mm. Yes. That's right. And that made things go weird. You said you got attacked by something. 
I did. Right, he said that, right? Yeah. A big, like, scorch mark of lightning across my chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something about the astral and ethereal dragged you there. Physically. Yeah. That would imply some kind of connection to that place. And you're able to go there in your dreams as well? I... It's not the same place. A dream version of it. Way spookier. Way, 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 way spookier. Lots of dim lighting. But you don't get attacked when you come to dreamlands, right? No, there's nothing there. Just books. I mean, there, there I mean, is now. Like there's your blood better. boys now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we know that? Um, no. <laughs> but again, that, that sounds like a much better version to go to, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Than the Lightning Boys, yeah. 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 Zappy Snailmen things. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. I was just about to uh-huh. say the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> the Daleks. It's like a Dalek if they were made of flesh, yes. Yeah. 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 Flesh dollars. The best kind. Y'all say words that are just not cool. I mean, that one time they opened that one up and it was sort of fleshy in there. Oh, yeah. Meat Dalek. Everyone's kind of looking at you now, Grawl, with <laughs> uh, definitely some expressions of concern. I. I would have more information for you if I was better at finding things. And Etsuko will speak up and say, And your patron is connected to this place somehow? I think it lives there. I think Mott is trapped there. Oh. I see. Judah will finally speak up and say, And what would happen if it got out? I don't think anything good. Hmm. There's a long silence that comes between all of you. I am dismissing my sword. (laughs) Should have done that a while ago. In dismissing it, though, it, like, just draws attention to the fact that it's been on your back the whole time. Yeah. Well, we kind of went on a bit of a diver- diversion there. A bit yeah, of a, just a, a bit. A tangent. Um, we were originally talking about, but... Etsuko will say, It was not a tangent, it is a possibility. If Grawl is connected to this other place somehow, maybe there is a way of 
getting word out of finding help. Right. Do we... This archive is has no connection to the far realm, does it? There is like an infinite amount of pathways you can take through the Dreamlands. I'm sure one of them probably goes there. Well, if we need some sort of energy from the far realm, maybe that is also an option. I'll have to roll better. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not a safe option for sure, but it is an option. Okay. Yeah, unless there's a stockpile of black mithril in this city, then... What do you guys think the sword's made out of? Is what? it... Is it black? Is mithril? it black? I have, no mithril? I have no idea. Could we melt it down and then solves all of my problems? I'm not sure that that would work. Damn it! Why wouldn't it work? Why can't Why can't uh, we do that? Magic. I don't know. You'd have to find like a really good blacksmith, probably. I'm sure, there's good blacksmiths here in Farings here. It's probably not really a metal anyways. It's a amorphous blob thing. And Etsuko will say, and if the blade is a the source of Grawl's power, destroying it in such a fashion without proper proper ritual incantations might do irrevocable harm to Grawl. Unless he somehow severed his connection with his patron beforehand. Um. Oh, wait. Yes. Then, but hey, and then Sid, we do have to contend with red lightning again. So. Oh yeah. That's true. Oh god. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Is that? Yeah. Oh, uh, so many things happen. Mm -hmm. Also. Oh, that's why that happened. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Did we not know that's why Did that happened? I don't know. It's so I weird. Feel like we... it's... Yeah. I feel like we... What do the rest of us know? <laughs> um... I'm trying to think if Cherish could put, she could put it together. Because, like, between the Nilbog freaking out at the sword and him and Null being confused about Grawl not knowing about McGloob yet, and I mean, Cherish is a smart character, so I'm just going to say, yeah. if you're putting some yeah. together, let Cherish put it together. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. think we were there when he was almost struck by lightning, though. Well, I, was, I don't we think we had a, shown up We were up getting yet. a play-by-play. -play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's from Cherish the Lesser. saw it from yeah. the Lesser's point of view, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Mm -hmm. I had thought that maybe that was it was something... To that if that something to that effect happened that basically whatever McGlubiet and the Hobgoblin Legion, whatever their plans were for Grawl, something about his pact with Mott is suppressing all of that and 
something about the suppression of the magic when we were trying to confront Phineas Finebrook. Um, Anti magic. Fucked all that Grenade. up. Yeah. Anti magic. How did that? Yep, that one. How did you feel when that happened, Grawl? Um, like numb. You felt like numb, numb when the anti magic yeah. field. Yes. Hmm. So maybe not a good idea. Yeah, maybe to not. Sever your connection until we figured out how to deal with. Hey, who knows? We could be safe in this bubble. Anyways, on to finding Black Mithril. Right. Right. Problem number one. Supplies. Because, yes, you either need a pre-existing source of Black Mithril or a way of imbuing existing Mithril with energy from the Far Realm. So, Etsuko... You are your idea was good. We should do that one as absolutely. Um, I had been doing some research about the far realm, right? You know a scant amount about it. Okay, I can probably do more research today. Okay. Roll up my sleeves to do fake research. Let's do it. <laughs> I think it comes down to, do we want to access this potentially criminal source or risk revealing what's going on to a more legitimate source who doesn't already know? Well... Yeah, I mean, Leave Out Fear kind of implied that she would foot the bill for the t uh, the 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 tag. Leave Out Fear implied she would foot the bill for anything, really. Yeah, for whatever we need. Yeah, um, it wasn't really the money that I was worried about. It do... was more the potentially dealing with criminals thing. Well, I just yeah. mean like if we give them enough money, they won't ask. I mean, unfortunately, Tears of that's the thing about criminals versus people who aren't is that people who aren't yeah. can't be bought that was why i well that was that was merely why i brought it up how comfortable we are with the options presented are we uncomfortable for paying people to not ask questions i'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with it it's fine, I'm fine with it yeah i'm uncomfortable uncomfortable funding criminal organizations but i suppose okay. no well, we could always talk to House Sonoran. Well, the impression I got from Suoran was that that House Sonoran doesn't quite know the whole situation, but do we have to be, tell them anything? Would be willing to, but would be willing to help if we just sort of gloss, like just sort of. Uh, gloss over the important parts and just say mm -hmm. it's to help fix this problem. We could tell them to take it up with House Lyodon if they have any questions. I mean, that was all the other sort of piece of it that seemed, I don't know, that I kind of was picking up on, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. 
Lucidian will explain everything. <laughs> I didn't say Lucidian. There's plenty in the house. No, I know. I just, uh, that was out of character. Just like, mm-hmm. we should just tell them that and then not deal with any of the consequences. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take it up with the Crescent Council. Yeah. Uh, well. So yeah, I mean, that should definitely be the the first option and Yes, funding a criminal court organization should probably be our last resort. Yeah, because we don't even know if what was his name on Ian. Probably mispronounced. Uh We don't even know if he. I mean, he is apparently a, a talented abjuration wizard, but we don't even know if he's going to be able to imbue this, like our mithril, with the energy we need uh but i guess we should at least give that a good shot first before you know at least he owes something to the to house liadon so throwing around the name might get us what we need without having to explain too much yeah those options are kind of icky but (sighs) here we are these these are the things we need to do. So, yep. Okay. So, what's the game plan for the day then? Yeah. Cherish one to wa- research some far realm stuff in the planar library here at the sanctum. Yes. Far realm, like if I could find, I guess specifically looking for. Like, similar to the travel log stuff that I had been finding about other places, like, do people go there? Like, is there, are there pathways to it? Like, can, how is it accessed, if, if, if at all? Okay. Also, sorry, unrelated question. Um, so, did I, did I actually, like, did we figure out the the rift formula or just the the variables yesterday? Uh, you mostly figured out the the variables that uh, go into whatever it is you are all doing. Uh, okay. The precise uh, energy amounts that will be required for a given rift. Mm-hmm is something you could probably guesstimate, but until you see the rift that's in front of you and all of the factors going into it, you won't be able right. to assess a given rift's strength. Okay. And it's not something... Is it something that I could get more precision on by spending more time on it here? Or is that I've... Or have I done all I can do and I just sort of need to... It just sort of needs to be like a... A... Uh, uh, if in, you spent, in action trial. If you spent quite a bit of time training with Fizzle Nozzle uh, in terms of precision uh, of rift size versus energy input, uh, you could figure it out via trial and error, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but A, it would be time-consuming, and B, it right. would require all of you. Yeah. Because of how you do okay. the ritual. Right. Or at the okay. very least, so... it would require... Cherish and Sid. Yeah. So maybe 
Lisbon, maybe you'll sit in chairs can talk about that later. But yeah, for right now, we're, I'm just going to focus on the forum stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then we need somebody to talk to Anan uh, Sonoran, and Not we need yet. somebody to. I mean, what else are we doing? Uh, seeing if we can find a source of black mithril, regular mithril. Or, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was under the impression that Levi Thier was, was do, like, going to provi what, provide that. <laughs> and also, what kind of mithril do we need? Because I have a big old bag of powdered mithril in my stuff upstairs. Can that be. How big a bag? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kalkin gave it to me. A little tiny white Ziploc. Like <laughs> I don't no, think I ever turned cocaine. that into. <laughs> <laughs> I don't though. think I ever turned Powder that cactus. into holy water. So. I mean, you don't have to use your myth uh, mithril. Uh, Levi Thier literally said that she would be willing to provide. She, in fact, asked you for specifics in terms of how many amulets did you want to produce, and she would oh, purchase that yeah. much mithril. Mm -hmm. And what did we say, like eight? Yeah, We said eight. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, okay. I, I must have forgotten about that part. Okay, so we have access. That's good because I can't remember if it's actually holy water yet or not. <laughs> so, you two are doing research. Who two? You, you, Cherish. I'm pointing at yeah. my screen like y'all can see. Yeah, it. like <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking uh -huh. about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're doing research. Okay, yeah. Sid, you are. No plans yet. No plans yet. Okay. Tirza. Which would you like to do? Are you doing research? Or are we going to go intimidate a someone? Or what are we doing? And you do have a <laughs> letter of introduction to an Aeon Sonoran from uh, from Sue Oren. Yeah. Sorry, did I say intimidate? I meant introduce. Mm. <laughs> Use the word. Those words are very similar in Goblin. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the same yeah. word, actually. <laughs> um... And then the other piece of information we could hunt down is m maybe a specific location as to where yeah. this rift might be. Yes. How big is this city, in, like, travel-wise, like, around? Is it is it a perfect, like, circle city, or...? It's pretty close. You've, you've never actually... I mean, you haven't... Grawl hasn't spent much time jogging about the city at all, so no. Um, you we would... did see like a holographic projection of yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Um, it is roughly circular in its diameter, and especially considering where the wards end isn't necessarily the end of the city. So the part okay. of the city that is enclosed in the bubble is circular. Okay. There are probably some okay. suburbs that got lost, essentially. Mm. Terrific. Hopefully they were evacuated first. You don't know. But yep. yeah. is the bubble like transparent? Like we can see the outside of it? I don't know. We probably haven't been to the edge of it right. from the inside. Okay. Cool. And you know right. that vertically the city is uh, it tops out at 26 levels. I could get a carpet and fly to the southeast to see if I see anything. Just gaze into the 
distance. The abyss, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We could also ask, you know. Ask around. Yeah. And specifically ask someone in, you know, who might be in the know. It It could very well be that, you know, that information was kept quiet. If Blizz didn't know about it until right before it happened, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that everybody didn't know about it before it happened. But we also have to have a way for them, for for people to tell us this information because we're just we're nobodies in this city. Well, that's so. why I was suggest I was thinking of suggesting maybe to Orin or maybe Darren Dunn might know. Maybe not Darren. Yeah, I know you're dying to have a conversation. <laughs> why with does everyone Darren? I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Darren. I I don't trust his memory. I think sounds like I should hang out with Darren. I think that's fair. Guess. Honestly, I was real. I was real close last time to being like, "Do not make me defend Darren." <laughs> So, Grawl is going to head out to the edge of the city and see what he can see. Yep. Cherish is going to be doing some research. Tirza, Sid, that just leaves you two. I mean, you guys should talk to Suorin. I mean, he has that whole... He has this whole magic thing. He can see the city and, like, probably more with, like... If anyone saw anything, it would be him. In terms of people in power. Very true. But Cherish thinks anyway. Yeah, good place to I was, start. I was gonna say, yeah, that, or I could also help cherish research and give you that bonus again. That's true. I, I don't say that, obviously. Tirza <laughs> says something along the lines of, oh, well, we worked really well as a team researching last time. I, I could always help. I could grab books and stuff. I'm not very good at researching. Boost me. Okay, so Tears is gonna help with the research then? Um, I, I mean, Sid, <laughs> I'll be your emotional support animal yeah, if you want to go talk to Suorin. I mean, you don't have to go talk to anyone. You could come on a magic carpet ride with me. It's true. I, can I think we should go. try to get this all figured out as fast as possible. So... Uh, I suppose I need to tap the research we have. Maybe uh, I wasn't expecting to be the one to talk to Anne Anne, but maybe I mean, this hat of disguise will be good enough. I can go too. I don't have to go look for moths right now. That's up to you. I'll go two and two. Okay, so Grawl will go with Sid to go talk to Anne and Sonoran down in the Crystal Forges, and Tirza oh. and Cherish will stay behind in the Sanctum and research. Is there anything you would like your compatriots to be doing? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Judah is more than happy to help around the Sanctum, or hit the street and try to find any uh, useful information. The other Rift Keepers are also at your disposal. Uh, Blizz can't necessarily help, because he's got a job to do, but... Yeah. 
Mexico um, should do should try to contact her patron. Okay. Um, but yeah, if Judah could could do the, it could be our on the street man, because he was here yeah. before all of it happened. Mm -hmm. All right, Judah. Yes. Judah on the streets. Say say I'm just I'm just a random citizen of Fariums here. Mm. I'm walking by. What are you going to say to me to get some information out of me? Um. Uh, information about what? Haven't you been listening to this conversation? Sorry, I kind of Already? zoned out. No. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Uh, he'll say. Um. Hmm. Uh. Pardon me. I don't suppose you know anything about where the wilding started. Okay. I mean, Get maybe right, right to the point. Yeah. I don't. What do you want from? Yeah. And admittedly, we did we did just figure out that like Blizz doesn't know anything, so I'm assuming the random like a random passerby on the street wouldn't know anything. But it's all let us assume rooms. that I am not talking to random passerbys, Sid. Perhaps I can go talk to the people I've gotten to know over the course of two months and living in this city. Oh, good. It could be. Yeah, like, could be. Sid, why did you feel like you had to coach him on as, as much as much as I love the idea of Mike as Judah as Billy Eichner. <laughs> Billy on the street saying people excuse yes. me ma'am <laughs> what do you know about the wilding well who what what uh, people are you talking about the people here in the sanctum Sid there's no one here in the sanctum except for us there are some adventurers upstairs in the halls of wonder you could I suppose talk to them they were not in the city for very long before things locked down they were just passing through like I was but there are other individuals here in the city. I have gotten to know some of the uh, members of House Talcanis over at their Marshall Training Center quite well. All right. Well, that might be a good place to start. Excellent. It's Talcanis, which is notes about that. There are also members of House Urvalen, who I have gotten to know in my time here, that might be of use, and uh, while I have not spent um, a lot of time among the Hanging Gardens of House Weniol, their druids may have some idea of what happened out there in the wilds. Yeah, Judah, you don't have to vet yourself to us, or just go find out what you can. I will do what I can. Uh, Etsuko will agree to try to go help um, by contacting the Gloomweaver. She will go meditate on precisely how to go about doing that. Is there anything you want to ask Arbadon or Kaneas to do? No? Okay. Yeah. Uh, can I convince Arbadon to give me the if he gets a duplicate owlbear color to give? Sure. Okay. I think they're cute. I I was just about to say, are you just is Cherish just gonna carry that around? But then I realized bag of holding, bag of holding, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll never sleep uncomfortable so, in a tent again. <laughs> there's nothing in here but stuffed owlbears. Okay. So Sid and Grawl, you were given the letter of introduction to. 
uh, to Anaean. I'm assuming that Cherish <laughs> gives them that letter. Yes. Right. <laughs> and Sid, you were going to disguise yourself yet again as you troop yeah. about the city? Yeah. What are you going to look like? Uh, stick with what I know. Look like Cesario. Got it. Yeah. Cool. With a cool, cool hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's going to recognize Cesario and it's going to be I fun. <laughs> Where to God. Mm. I'm rolling percentile every time he goes out as Cesario. Yeah, so no, it, that's not a criticism at all. I love that. <laughs> I'm waiting for it I, to happen. <sighs> Sid, Sid's traveled with him enough. He probably could fake it. Some jilted yeah. lover is going to recognize him in the street. And <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Um, a I couple know. walks up and they both slap him. <laughs> <laughs> Separately. Wait, yeah. you? <laughs> And then their their relationship gets stronger because of it. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> oh, Cesario. <laughs> Hope he's doing well. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, no. He works for a cult, so probably not great. Well. So. Sid and Grawl, you are headed to the Crystal Forges. It is in the lowest levels of Fair Ames here. In fact, the sub-levels of Fair Ames here, because not only does the city apparently reach into the sky, it also reaches deep into the ground. And something you don't realize until you are trying to figure out how to get there is that there are many levels below the surface that are also protected. The roots of Fair Ames out. here go deep. What was that, Reed? Have they tried digging out yet? Uh, you don't know. Okay, just curious. Shawshank that shit. There are perhaps dire moles waiting for them out there. That no! No. Giant earthworms and purple worms waiting in the deep earth. <gasps> Don't dig. So you head down to the Crystal Forges? Yeah. Okay. Uh, letter of introduction in hand with the seal of House Lyodon present upon it. You find your way down, down, down through the the lowest levels of Fair Ames here. As you go down, you begin to realize that while there isn't necessarily a a wealth disparity per se between the different levels of the city, there is definitely a space disparity. The amount of physical space you are allocated is diminished the lower into the city you get. So while everyone who carves out their own little niche inside of the superstructure of Fair Ames here, those weird crystalline trees, everybody seems to have their own little custom pocket within, but the size of that pocket depends on your status within the city. Not necessarily your material wealth, but your notoriety, your uh, ability to achieve things for the society, there just seems to be a a general sense that the the more important you are in the city, the larger space you are allowed within the matrix that is Fair Ames here. Um, so as you get lower and lower in the city, there is a, a stronger concentration of just more people as they are allowed to have less space. And you're not quite sure what determines who gets what, um, yeah. but it's just you definitely pick up on that idea as you're descending through the city is there any indication that like 
the house's influence reaches down here? Like, do members of the the five houses live down here as well, or are they mostly relegated to upper levels of society? Uh, there are only the five houses. Well, there is an unofficial sixth house, but everyone right. is somehow associated with one of the houses of Fair Ames here. Gotcha. And okay. it becomes very obvious as you're moving through the city, seeing businesses and homes that somebody somewhere is going to have at least a rough emblem of one of the houses on their signage in front of their houses and whatnot. What, the what is the Lyodon Crest? Uh, the Lyodon Crest is... But. It is not a butt. <laughs> I can draw this really well. Yeah. His heritage. It's his yes. natural it's right. right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is... The center of it looks like a compass rose of some kind, and it is uh, standing out in front of what looks like a constellation. And the constellation vaguely resembles some... I mean, it's tough to say. It's just a collection of stars is what it looks like. Um, but yeah, you notice uh, the house of Sonoran has... A, their symbol is a flask of some kind, um, usually with some kind of arcane sig sigildry worked into it. Um, House Talconis has the uh, one of those curved bladed scimitars that you've seen um, as their signet. Uh, Weniel generally is uh, showing off some kind of plant life, like a flower is usually the most basic symbol you see of their house. And uh, Urvalen is some kind of musical instrument, generally. Um, and then the last house, if you want to call it that, is the clergy of the city. And right. those who serve the the church of the uh, Seldarine have their own markers, usually associated with whatever god they're worshipping or working for. Um, Corellin being the most prevalent of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do not see anything of Arkantol, if that is even a house. You've seen no evidence to suggest that. The only thing I've seen was in the city square where there was, like, the statues. Right. Yep. So as you get down to the lowest levels... Uh, Grawl, you are constantly mocked by the presence of the Trash Pixies. It seems as though their nests are higher up in the branches of Fair Ames here, but their presence is still a uh, noticeable one down here lower in the city. Oh. Am I supposed to get a free meal in this place? And as you get lower in the city, you definitely notice more differentiation in species diversity. Uh, whereas up in the higher levels, it's almost exclusively elves, some genasi and gnomes down lower. You begin to see the odd human, uh, beast folk, like you saw in Enclave, you'll see mm -hmm. shifters and, uh, here and there, a minotaur, uh, none of the more monstrous races are present here. So you don't really see any lizard folk. You don't see any goblins or ogres here. No full-blooded orcs. If you see a half-orc, it's very, very rare. Mm -hmm. And no other tieflings, as far as you can tell. Besides Cherish. 
getting down to the lowest levels, you eventually find your way to what looks like a cave mouth at the root of one of these trees. And the roots of these trees are these large, long, ropey tendrils that work themselves out from the tree, still in that same crystalline, faceted way with the strange veins of stone or earth or plant life moving through the trees themselves. And eventually there's an opening, what great Deku tree style, at the root of one of these trees that leads presumably underground. And it is a road that leads underground. And as you make your way beneath Fair Aimsir, you find a mirror of Fair Aimsir moving beneath the earth. So as you are winding down, you find yourself on a ramp that is spiraling down a route that is moving underground. And so the mirror of Fair Aimsir is just the roots of this tree moving down through an enormous cavernous space. So there's still room to navigate between the different roots in open air that just falls down into an abyss below you. Mm. And as you move down through this space, you definitely see more and more uh, drow, you begin to notice. And these are the the subterranean type of drow with the the very very pale skin. Um, You'll notice strange bat folk that you've never seen their like before. Sid, you've maybe seen this type of creature once or twice in Stormhaven. Um, But they're large, bat-like creatures with these huge hanging jaws. Um, You see these uh, strange mushroom folk down here, these tall, huge, lumbering things that stride through crowds, and people don't really pay them any attention, but they're usually like seven to ten feet tall, with these long, lankerous limbs. They just are striding through crowds, and they'll move from place to place. There's a much more subterranean air to the underside of Fair Ames here. Mm-hmm. All of these are shaped like friends. I love them. <laughs> Uh, and you start seeing furbolgs down here. Uh, they are rather common, it seems, in the underside of Fairames here. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that many furbolgs on this. No, they are exceedingly rare. Yeah. Um, but when you start seeing these giant kin here with their large fuzzy faces and big round noses, um, they, they stand out because they are easily some of the most... Uh, boisterous of the people you see down here. All of this leads you towards a central core of the underside of Fair Ames here, as you ask for directions and are eventually pointed towards the Crystal Forge. Everything down here seems to throb with a low bioluminescent light, and it all courses out from a central node at the center of this root ball that's down here. And people refer to it as the Crystal Forge. And it gets warmer and warmer as you move towards it. And as you approach, you see that this is one of the only locations that actually has an armed guard posted on the roads leading towards it. Now the guards of Fair Aemsir all bear the mark of House Talcanus. 
unless they're like personal house guards. But the city guards themselves are almost universally, uh, they bear the markings of House Talconis and the markings of the Haven Guard. So the center of this place is some kind of core, and if you, if you didn't know any better as you approach, you would say that all the roots that you see dangling in this huge abyssal space come from this central building, edifice, seed? You're not entirely sure. All you know is that this is where you were told to go. Your letter of introduction gets you past the front guards easily enough. They see that you're couriers of some kind, though the fact that you lack a a house designation on your livery is raises some eyebrows, but when you produce the letter of introduction, it gets you past them. As you move into this place, you see it is dominated by members of House Sonoran and House Weniol. As you are moving, you see You're not quite sure what you're seeing here. It's people moving about thin corridors in what seems to be some kind of circular maze-like pattern in the center of this place. Occasionally you'll see somebody stopped along one of these corridors, their hand or hands to the wall, their eyes open but staring at nothing. And some of them are murmuring slightly, some of them are chanting loudly in Elvish, singing, it seems like. So this whole place is filled with this melodious chorus that at some times is at a dissonance and at other times is rolling together to create this beautiful, symphonic, almost operatic song that rolls through the hallways here. At the center of this place, which is where you were directed to, you find a large open chamber, and there are elves of every description moving around here. At the center of this chamber is a large open pool, surrounded by what looks like at first an exact replica of the standing stones that you uh, saw at the top of the Crescent Island, like Quelio. But they're mm -hmm. made of the same strange crystalline structures that everything in Fair Ames here is made out of. Mm -hmm. At the center of this pool is an enormous willow tree. Its natural and distinct look sets it like it pops against the background here because it is this pure growing natural thing at the center of artifice. You can see that there are several elves just kneeling, sitting in the pool, their eyes open, their hands just barely touching the surface of the water, adding their voices to the song. Other elves are moving around on the outskirts of this thing. There are several workstations, it seems like, set up. Tables with uh, people 
uh, filing, it looks like. There are sheets of paper at these desks. People are making notes and uh, shoveling paperwork aside and having low discussions with each other, trying not to interrupt the song. Um, and they are exchanging low conversations. And yeah, you were told that apparently an Ann is somewhere in here. I guess we ask around. Okay. Um, approaching the first little workstation, you see that it is emblazoned with the the mark of House Urvalen, uh, which with its uh, it's uh, looks like a some kind of fiddle or maybe a, a stand up bass uh, emblazoned across a, a a backstop of musical notes with some Elvish script written around it, and. That's when you notice that, like, each of the workstations is marked with a different house. Gotcha. So then we look for house in order, I suppose. Yeah, and even before you asked at the people at this station, you noticed this fact, and you're like, okay, now I'm sort of beginning to put together the layout of this place. And, yeah, looking over, you eventually find the table for... Uh, the House Sonoran, and heading in that direction, you find that there is a, a workstation there. Um, there are half a dozen elves working here. Two high elves, a couple of wood elves, and an Eladrin man stands at the center, and he is like looking over certain uh, sheets, and like basically rubber stamping stuff as it is handed to him, and he's looking over it. Uh, he is currently in the, the flavor of summer like bright golden skin, golden hair, and vivid green eyes. Uh, right, I suppose I walk up. Uh, excuse me, uh, would you be able to help me? I'm looking for uh, Annie, oh god, I can't pronounce it. On Anne. On Anne, thank you. On uh, Anne Sonoran. Uh, I am Supposed to meet with him. Ah, oh well, you've found Anayan Sonoran, and oh. he will like look down at his paperwork and uh, glance around. And uh, I'm sorry, I did, did not think I had any appointments today. Well, it's not an appointment, unfortunately, but we are here. One of the houses, so I, I understand that you're busy. Um, so, uh, if you could my associate keep, here keep your voice wait. down, we don't want to interrupt the singers. Oh, sorry. That's quite all right. Um, uh, you had, I'm sorry, what is this about? Uh, I provide the letter from Suor. And leave out here. Was it from, I thought nope, it was from Suor. It was from Suor. Did Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he'll take the letter, he'll sorry, look at the seal, and he'll raise an eyebrow and kind of glance around and say to his compatriots, and all of these conversations, by the way, are happening in Elvish, unless you insist for them to happen otherwise. So, Grawl, you're like, you are kind of understanding what's happening, but you're really missing out on some of the subtleties of the conversation. That's fine. Okay, just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just here for emotional support. Elvish the has the option. has the same thing that 
that ancient Greek is theorized to, where like you use pitches, like change in pitch to like change the meaning of things slightly, and it's very confusing for a non-native speaker. <laughs> it's very melodic in that way. Yeah. But uh, he will turn to his compatriots and say, uh, "Excuse me for a moment," and he'll stand up and move away, and he'll motion for you to uh, come with him off to the side of this room, kind of away from the action, as it were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sid, your eyes can't help but move to the the willow tree at the center of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you immediately feel an unsettling familiarity staring at that pool beneath the willow and the willow itself. Because you were granted a vision from the Skane Witch a few months back. Uh, yeah, it uh, theoretically showed... Well, I don't know if I was aware of what it was showing, what the vision was showing. Um, I don't remember if that was the case, Mike, but um, yes, this is a very... <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Sid can't help but be a little bit distracted by it. And as you're taken aside, Anayan will crack the letter open finally and begin to read it. And he glances up at the two of you and then switches to common as he says, Interesting. So Suoran sent you. That's correct. The letter here says that you may have some solution to the current problem which afflicts our fair city. Is this right? We believe so. Uh, what? What is it? What? What can I do to help? Well, just due to the nature of. Uh... So the work that we do can't get into the specific details, but what I can say is that we need you uh, uh, to craft us some items made out of mithril. We'll, we will provide hmm. Elliot is shaking. You're shaking your head. I don't think we need to, him to, make, to forge the... And this, this might be me misunderstanding, but I don't think we need him to forge the actual pendants. I think what we need is for him to imbue the black mithril with abjur with the abjuration magic. Yeah. Yep. So who would be? Did we did, did we figure out? We haven't figured here? that out yet. We didn't figure out who would be actually crafting the, the 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 objects themselves. I don't think we figured that out yet. Oh, okay, sorry, misunderstood. We're just trying um, to focus. I think I think because we're just trying to see if we can even get the materials. I, I feel confident we can get the material. Okay. Uh, so I guess that should be maybe the next thing we do. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, okay. So in that case, um, you are a specialist in uh, abjuration magic. No, Is that correct? Doesn't say wardsmith on my desk for nothing. Well, that's what glad to hear. Um, we may require your skills, your skill set. Uh, we are uh, 
in the process of creating uh, something that would be very beneficial to getting rid of this situation that has befallen your city and we will need those skills for that process. Hmm. Well, anything I can do to help, I'd be more than happy to. And suddenly there is a shout from the interior of this room, and you all are suddenly very aware of this red wave that washes over Fair Ames here. Sid, Grawl, you are at the the center of whatever it is that's happening, but uh, Cherish and Tirza, you definitely see this wave, this ripple of color moving across your vision. And it's not even your vision necessarily, it's the surface of the ground beneath your feet, the objects around you, the the walls of where you are, whether it be the Sanctum or the Crystal Forge. What Sid and Grawl see specifically, though, is suddenly one of the branches of the Willow catch fire. Whoa. And there is shouting, and there is running around, and there is splashing as people in the as elves in the pools try to stand up and move, a couple of them diving forward to try to place hands on the on the tree, and Sid, you definitely hear people screaming, It's happening again! in Elvish. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, what do we do? I'm sorry, what's happening? And, uh, and Anne will say, uh, simply stay here, remain calm. And he'll rush over towards the edge of the pool. And you see all the elves who aren't already in the pool getting to the edge of it. And some of them begin linking hands. Some of them begin putting hands on to the, the, sto the standing stones around the pool. It seems they're all focusing and channeling magic in some way. And after a moment, things settle, and there is a hissing as the last of this burning willow branch falls into the pool, but the fire doesn't seem to spread, it just seems as though a single tendril of willow has burned off of the tree. And as things begin to calm down, and people uh, begin to look at each other with fear and trepidation in their eyes, unsure about... Uh, the meaning of this, or uh, perhaps not knowing what <laughs> the acceleration of things might mean, as you hear these dark mutterings, people conferring with each other. It's happening faster now. Things are just like yesterday, yes. Um, more intense, perhaps. I think it is there that we're going to take our break, Ooh. and when we return... Uh, Cherish and Tears, I get to do some research. Yay! Yay! Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a little thing called the World Song. 
The World Song is a quasi-divine force that many druidic cultures say permeates all of reality. I'm not so sure myself, but I've seen enough evidence to suggest that it is probably something at the very least. Mostly, it just lets certain druids and shamans and other earth speakers to hear the rhythms of the world and react appropriately. Think there might be an angry bear around? Worried about that rock nest at the top of the mountain? Well, just listen to the world song and you might learn a thing or two. Mostly, understanding the world song is what elves do in order to do their thing. You know, that thing they do with the, the singing and the making of the buildings and... Uh, what, what do you call that? Um, songsmithing, that is it. By adding their own rhythms to the world song, they can songsmith their own creations into existence by turning plants and rocks and other things into buildings or weapons or items. I have even heard it said that a powerful enough songsmith can sing a wound close, or perhaps sing a fallen friend back to life. I've never actually seen that last one happen, so don't believe everything you hear. Now, what precisely the world song is? That is a matter of debate. Some say that it is the resonant frequency of all things intermingled, and that only our brains interpret it as music. Others say that it is just another form of divine magic, some kind of divine hum that comes down from the gods. I have even heard some mages say that it is simply another form of tapping into the weave of arcane magic. Whichever way you slice it, though, the elves find it very, very useful to understand. Why don't we take a listen right now? Nope. Nope, I can't hear anything. Anyway, let's get you back to the action. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had discussed about their plans moving forward, perhaps how Grawl is tied into some mysterious lack of knowledge that the Valley possesses, and uh, had made their way down into the Crystal Forges of... Fair aims here, only to discover that things are amiss in this fair city, if that wasn't obvious enough as it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a baseline when we got here, and, you know, it's only going to go down, I'm guessing. That usually happens when we arrive at a place. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you guys? Um, I texted this to Olivia, but at one point, I don't remember when, but I was like, you know, we've we've honestly come closer than Atticus Carter will ever to destroying the valley. What a fucking jump. <laughs> We're all part of his plan. Like, fucking probably. You know, no, he yeah. couldn't have accounted for the sheer incompetence we bring to the table. <laughs> uh, Sid, Grawl, as you begin to catch your breath, unsure about exactly what just happened. Uh, and Anne will come bustling back towards you and say, uh, I apologize for that. Um, and speaking in common again. Is everything okay? Um, decidedly not. Obviously, things in the city are bad, but uh, something in the last three days, it's... I should not be discussing this. Um, apologies. I, you, you bear the seal of House Light on, obviously, but I 
these are uh, important Crystal Forge matters. I'm apologies, not things to be concerning the uh, couriers of the house with. It wouldn't, and I understand if it's not, but it wouldn't happen to do with the situation that my associate and I have come to discuss with you, would it? Uh, I do not believe so. Okay. Soren's letter was rather vague about... He only said that you were proposing some method of egress from the city, but I... Give me a persuasion roll. Sure. Just to mm. see how much Just this guy opens up. There are other avenues of getting information. Is... Yeah, but we're going to go... <laughs> this is you want to... <laughs> now, now, Grawl... Right, yes. Do you do you want to assist with this, or do you want me to just do a strip? Uh, I would love to assist. <laughs> I'm going to get up behind you and massage your shoulders. You got this. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> you have this, my friend. Yeah. Wipe off, wipe off your forehead with the moist towelette that I've got in my back pocket. Believe in the me that believes in you. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, here goes nothing. Well, that's uh, 13 plus 24. Okay. Yeah, so there is a pregnant silence as he uh, stops, unsure about what to say next, and uh, what do you say to, to fill that? So the last thing... I, I was asking Mike, He the last thing he was saying uh, was that he doesn't think that it's associated um, uh, with with the problem that we were here to fix. Um, and so I guess I, I would... Uh, what is actually causing this, this problem here in your city is not actually known. Um, and so for us to do our jobs correctly... We're going to have to uh, have as much information as possible. Um, I don't mean to impose or anything, but it could help. Um, he kind of looks between you as this air genasi and the albino hobgoblin behind you. Mm. It says, uh, Well, if Sue Orin trusts you, then I suppose... Um, Three days ago, uh, we began noticing strange disturbances within the core tree of Fair Aemsir. It was reacting somehow to some kind of outside stimulus. We're not sure what precisely, but the tree is... I, I I hesitate to even say we think it may be dying. It's it's never done anything like this before. 
even when we threw up the wards, even when the wilding was pressing in around the city, it it did not react in this way. It, it's, something has occurred within the city, I'm unsure what, but it is causing the tree to... The city is going to attempt to defend itself from something, I'm unsure what. The city, you don't mean the citizens of the city, but the city itself. Fair aim seer will protect herself. Something is causing her to destroy pieces of herself in order to try to stem some kind of infection or spreading illness within the city, I'm unsure. Have you noticed a rash of illness in the city? I have noticed an illness within the tree. And the tree is the city. What specifically have you noticed? You s that was definitely the most extreme example of what you just saw just now, but... Uh, here, come. And he will move over to the pool and get in. You can see that it's about knee-deep. We're going We're going in the pool. We're going to go in the pool. Alright. And they'll look back at you, like, slightly confused. Like, I realize this is a rather unorthodox. Generally, only those assigned to forge duty are allowed within, but you... If you're to understand, then you must see. You kill a ball. Yep, that's the reason why it's uncomfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Fair. Fair. Fair point. Let's let's go, fellow associate. Hey, you're gonna be fine because remember, your dad was there in your vision. <laughs> True. So the two of you get into the pool of water. I hate the way you ask that, but yes, Mike. At least I do. Okay. <laughs> Grawl, hey, you Grawl. follow? Grawl, you want to uh, say am I first? being invited into the pool, too? Yeah. yeah hell yeah, let's do it. Okay. Pool party. Pool party. So I'm going bring my wings. The two of you are led forward. The, the songsmiths, because that's what they are, even if you don't necessarily know it, uh, aren't re-establishing their connection with the tree right away. There are a few people still up close, uh, like, holding hands to the bark and saying low, sonorous tones, singing little hymns to the tree. Um, and as you grow close, you begin to see some very disturbing things about this tree. Mm. Namely, that its upper branches and its trunk seem to be composed of at least six and probably more humanoid-looking bodies that have been turned to wood of some kind and are twisted around each other to form this, like, spiraling tree. And their arms reaching up that eventually diffuse outward into branches of this willow. Okay. 
Um, when I say humanoid, I just mean like you can clearly see the torso and the head kind of like mannequin mannequin esque, kind of. yeah, but like made of bark and twisted together, but you can still clearly see the seams in this thing. Okay, yeah, that's uh, and it's a lot, yeah, it's a little strange to say the least. Uh, but yeah. everyone here is reacting as though that's not the weird part. Okay. <laughs> he will lead you over around, and the trunk of this tree is huge, probably 20 feet in diameter. Oh. And the pool you're standing in is probably 60 feet wide, and it only ever gets up to about thigh deep as you're wading through it and making your way towards the base of this tree, and Aeon leading you towards a, a section that seems to be this black scar that moves up the base of the tree. Um, as we're heading through the pool, I kind of lean over to Grawl and I whisper, I've seen this tree before. What do you mean? What do you mean? In a vision. Like which vision? A vision that the Skein Witch gave me. Is this a good thing or a bad thing, Sid? Do we need to not I, be here? Do we need I to don't, go? I don't think this is a good thing. But we need to figure out what's going on. Just be aware. Grawl, give me a right. perception check. Okay. Uh, there you go. 15 plus perceptions of 5, so that's uh, a 20. Nice. Uh, Hell yeah. You are a little disturbed by Sid's words. Yeah. Um, and so as you stare at him, you're suddenly caught off guard by the fact that he has two reflections in the water below him. Oh, shit. Sid. One is Sid Emberlight, and the other is a man you'd nonetheless recognize, though, for his feathered cap and dapper clothing. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Sid. Yes. Sid. Yes. And Anaean is gesturing towards the for the two of you to come closer. No, let, let's hold on for a second here. Sid, look at the water. Yeah, no, I, girl, I see it. Um, see it. why don't you just, just, you go look at the tree, and I will, you know. Sid, just... what is it that you see? When I look down into the water? You see your reflection. I see my reflection, not you see your Cesario. reflection. You see Sid Emberlight looking back at you, not Cesario. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I'm I seeing... Look at, I look at my hands. Those? And you see Sid Emberlight and... Stormpiercer? Yeah. Get out of this water. Oh, shit. I get out of the water. I get out of the water. I get out of the water. So Anayan is staring at you as his hand is on the tree, and he's just like, do you not want to see what the problem is here? Um, 
as I, you I, splash I, back towards the the edge. Uh, no, Sid, I, I I meant it less as like don't get in the water, but I I I, I reach for that. I have the hat, correct? Mm-hmm. Can I yeah. don the the hat uh, ability again? You want to? I mean, you want to make Wait, the no, hat okay. turn you? I don't know what you're asking. Just making sure Sid sees himself in the reflection, but mm-hmm. when he looks at his hands, he's still he's still Cesario. Yeah, correct. Okay, I'm looking at the reflection, okay. and I see Sid Emberlight and Storm Piercer. Correct. Quote Storm Piercer. Um, but when you look up, you see not Cesario. Oh. Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I thought, just, I, I, thought yeah. the, I thought the disguise was was uh, no disguise is still working. Physical you is still Cesario. Reflection is through you. Okay, There's something weird about this water. Um, no, no, uh, Sid. The there's two reflections. I just I, I okay. One is you, but it's not c- like not Cesario. You, you like magic dissipated. You like just you. The other one's a little different. Um, when you were all in the dreamlands, there was another person there who was not a sword. Um, yeah. Um, there was a person who was not a sword. You've yeah, been over I don't this. know how to make that. Yeah, um, we've we've been over this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, so you saw the, you saw Stormpiercer Dreamland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you look at the? Tr- can you just? You're now beginning to draw the attention of some of the druids who are go. sitting in the pool. Okay, okay. we're just going to go. Behind you. You. We're just yeah. going to go. I'm just going to play cool. Yeah, so cool. We're cool. We're the cool guys. Hey, everyone. We're cool. So cool. <laughs> you see at least one of them mouthing the word Sid. Sid, sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then Aeon is giving you the most quizzical look of just like, or oh, I'm. Do you want to see or not? Yep, yep. Go, 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 just go, go, go. a second. I'm like trying to like splash as much as possible to, to, to just like break up. <laughs> just put your hand in the water and just kind of like. <laughs> okay. And Sorry, I have a thing of a small voice water, from you know? your waist is going to say smooth. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and as you approach Anan, he was just going to give you the most quizzical, exasperated look of just like, fucking House Lyodon. Of course, they send the fucking weirdos. <laughs> what the fuck, Richard? <laughs> okay. And mm-hmm. he will gesture towards the tree like, this is it, if you even care anymore. <laughs> nope, nope, very important, yes. Let's, uh, let's examine so this. Is happening. And yes. what are we looking at? And you're looking at a large burn mark on the side of the tree. And he will say, this happened three days ago. Crimson flame erupted from the side of the tree, and we have no explanation as to why. Say. Mm. Mm. I 
I hate our lives. Meanwhile, back at the Riftkeeper Sanctum. It's like, I hate our lives. No, no, no. We hate Cherish's life. Cherish's life is the one. Cherish also uh, hates her life. And I was actually, I, I was trying to get around to it, but you guys were being so stupid. funny that I couldn't get around to it. But I was going to text Olivia like, oh, God. Oh, God, is this my fault? Oh, yeah, that's 100% your fault. <laughs> It was like oh, shit up three days ago. Wait, so what happened three days ago? Fire. <laughs> Back at the Riftkeeper Sanctum, Grawl and Sid's adventures have taken the better part of the afternoon to get them where they are right now. What is the research topics that S Cherish and Tirza were uh, going after? I know at least one was possible possibilities of getting to the Far Realm or travel to the Far Realm, or if that's even possible. Access to access to the far realm. Access, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. The the least amount of being there that we can manage <laughs> is gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Best case <laughs> yeah. scenario, you like lower a bucket full of mithril into it and then yeah. lift it back out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Real yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, like. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, I, if I can just do it with my mind, then that would be perfect. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so um, the, and uh, Tirza, you want to help out with this? Uh... I do. Instead of doing what I did last time and giving the bonus, I think I am going to split the advantage that the cloak gives me. Mm -hmm. This might fuck me over. Um, and I'm going to just give Cherish regular advantage instead with one die, and then use the other die to. I think on a whim, Tirza is kind of like, if any place is going to have information about the living gate, it might be here. Mm. I tried. Interesting. You did try. Yeah. But I'm bad at rolling dice. Mm -hmm. And you have advantage. You got a magic cloak. You got this chance. I do, but I don't have advantage because I'm giving my advantage to Cherish. It's true. Yeah. So, uh, now, I will say this. The Living Gate was also on my list of things. It's Many on everyone's things. list. It's on everyone's list. It should be, anyway. It's half the list so, at this point. I mean, but so, I'm assuming if we make one roll, it will be required to focus on one topic. Well, yes. I just, I just mean that if we want to try again later, I was going to try at some point. I, um, just in the interest of, like, this seems interesting to me, and also risk is fun. Yeah. Do it. Worst yeah. case scenario, you can always look, look this shit up later, too. Yeah, no, that's what I, that's, that's, let, that's all I'm saying. Let, that's let literally me, what I'm saying. Let me Ooh. clarify something where research is concerned, though. As I've established, a low roll will not necessarily determine what you are incapable of finding. It determines what information is available. It's available. Oh. A botch will mean that you go down the wrong tangent and that their information might still be out there. But yep. lowing, rolling low on a research roll will determine what information is even possible to find. Ah. Let's use these math dice. Math for... dice. Yeah. Math rocks. Let's use these um, math dice I... to fuck ourselves over. Uh, 
Okay, so Cherish is rolling with advantage to find out about uh, accessing the far realm. Oh, do you want do you want Cherish to roll with advantage and then I will roll a single one? Correct. Okay. And Tirza is rolling investigation just to determine uh, information about the, the living gate. And mine's just a street intelligence roll. Uh, investigation. Oh, okay. Just want to make sure I was going to use the right, the correct modifier and fits degree. Oh. Oh, I mean, it is a straight intelligence roll for me because I don't have anything in that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> could be worse, you could have a negative. This is true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. 16. 16. Okay. Every reference you find to the Far Realm is mostly people saying, and we couldn't explain this creature, we suspect it may have come from the Far Realm, usually in reference to some sort of aberration. Um, or sometimes you'll find notes about an aberration and the notes will say, we suspect that Far Realm influence created this thing. Usually in reference to something with far too many eyes, mouths, skin, or bones in all the wrong places. Uh, tentacular horrors are a popular theme that runs through all of it. You already know that the Far Realm is whatever is out past the multiverse, or between multiverses, or the outside. It is what is not. Mm -hmm. Accessing that place is problematic in that way. <laughs> yeah. The only reference you find to something going to or from the Far Realm is in reference to theories regarding creatures called illithids. You find a, a bit of a a journal referencing creatures that utilize psionic abilities. And one section of this uh, journal references creatures called illithids and how it is suspected that their origins are in the Far Realm. But there aren't really any definitives that I can find. No. It comes down to things that are influenced by the Far Realm are more than are most likely the things that are capable of finding some way to either get back there or draw energy from there. Mm -hmm. You said you got a 16? Mm -hmm. Okay. You circle back around to some of the stuff you were reading about Lang here earlier. Yeah, about Lang. Because, like, there's a passage somewhere in there by this 
this strain this travel log written by this individual Milo Carter mm-hmm. it's stuck in your craw and as you flip back Gee, through that you find references to Lang how it may be connected to the city Carcosa and as you keep reading past that section um, beyond what you are originally looking through this book about you see that there is a further section on Carcosa that is earlier in the book and how it may have its origins in the far realm as well. Tirza. Um, just a little behind, quick behind the veil. I'm really glad that you said Cherish was rolling with advantage before I had rolled the second die, because then I would have been compelled to re-roll. And I rolled a 21. Is that a natural 20? No. Okay. I just have proficiency in investigation now, because it was annoying me that I had advantage on something that I had a negative one to. Um, so as you are flitting about I I think how this happens is Tirza is fully focused on helping Cherish and whatever it is that Sadagar does to indicate me it's to this it's all him it's just like As you're pouring through, like I said, every article here is some kind of epistolary thing. It is handwritten notes and journals and travel logs and bestiaries. It's all firsthand accounts of Riftkeeper's past that have been kept here. Or it is books written to explicitly educate people about interplanar stuff. Eventually... You are helping Cherish, and she's, like, snapping without looking up and pointing at specific books, and you're going and helping her out, and, um... (laughs) I'm not snapping. Don't say that. (laughs) Okay. Don't turn me into a Karen, please. (laughs) Um, But you're, you're helping Cherish out with the research for the most part. Um... But as you're rounding one of the stacks and coming back with an armful of books, Sadagar suddenly tugs at your collar. And your head is kind of like twisted to the side slightly. And your eyes fall on the spine of a book that is strange, not because of what it says on the spine, because it doesn't say anything, but what the spine is made of it is leather of some kind but embedded in the seams along the edges of the spine are little shards of what look like crystal like worked through the leather like thin crystalline needles huh Um, I'll take it, obviously. 
what language is it in? Uh, opening up, it seems to be written in uh, an older style of common, but common. Okay. Um, I'll bring, like, my most recent stack of, like, whatever I have in my arms to cherish. Um, but instead of, uh, instead of going back, I think it, she just sits down and, like, starts flipping through it. Does it have a title? It does not. And as you open it, you see that uh, the words that are in it are actually pretty... That, that is not the majority of this book. The majority of this book is just uh, impressions, embossings, uh, reliefs. Uh, in, it's drawings of larger things or the impressions of drawings. Somebody's clearly trying to replicate art that they've seen in this book. Each of the pages is a splash of some kind of art replication, whether it be an impression, an etching, some kind of rubbing, or somebody's artistic uh, attempt to replicate something that they are looking at. All of it attempting photorealism. The hand-drawn stuff, anyway. Lithographs. Exactly. Um, each of the pages is uh, titled, so that's where we get the, the old style common. Um, mm -hmm. It generally lists uh, where it was found, the date it was found, though the dates don't necessarily make sense to you. That's using a dating system that you don't recognize. And it lists, like, a brief description, usually just a sentence. And what you begin seeing is, well, on the first page, you're immediately struck by this depiction of what looks like very, very crude cave art. But it is clearly a three-sided gate of some kind. It is a large arch with two fang-like protrusions coming down to form a gate. The angles on this thing are very sharp. It just presents that motif that you've begun seeing in elvish architecture and in other places. On my sword. On your sword. Uh, very roughly, it is like a, a long, broad triangle on the top with two what looks like fang-like protrusions coming straight down. Mm. And around that cave art, there are the, like, vague humanoid images looking to being, like, prostrating themselves towards this thing. And that's just, like, the first page of the book. You're immediately struck by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all it says as the, it lists a place, the name of which you don't, you don't know where it is. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, uh, caves found near Tyr, Silt Basin North. Um, and it lists a date that you don't recognize. And then... Uh, the brief description uh, reads that 
uh, cave drawing found east of Tyr, northern Silt Basin. Possible living gate worship? Question mark. Okay. And you see this page? I... This book isn't that thick. It's maybe only... It's less than 100 pages. Okay. I assume flipping through it that most of these replications are of art of what is or is potentially the living gate or references to the living gate no not even an eighth of what you're seeing here is a depiction of the living gate okay the vast majority of what you're seeing is depictions of strange alien creatures the likes of which you've never seen uh, as the art gains some definition it seems as though you're hopping around different locations different art styles None of it's uniform. Whoever created this book seems to have gone across a, an entire world, worlds, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, to gather all of these different examples. Uh, but the second page is one of the more striking examples, as you see a depiction of uh, three individuals... These strange, angelic-looking creatures, as though they're trying to replicate something seen on a uh, piece of stained glass. They're drawing it in this book. Um, and it says, found in uh, Psionic Temple within Free City of Tyr. With a date. And it says, uh, depicted within a Temple of the Mind's Eye within Tyr. And it shows three semi-angelic-looking creatures with vaguely humanoid features, with strange angular heads and arms, weird protrusions coming out of their shoulders and knees and elbows, and they're standing in beatific positions. Seemingly made out of thousands of little shards of glass. Okay. And as you continue to flip through the book, the vast majority of the art that you see, some of it made out of uh, reliefs that you can see carved into, that were the replication of these drawings were carved into mountainsides. Some of them are like uh, rubbings of some kind of tablet. Uh, so it's like embossed and then rubbed out onto the page. And it's mostly of these strange beings, these angular creatures of roughly humanoid size, but of a, an alien appearance. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask Liz if I can just, just keep this. Um, I, if, if Cherish has mentioned, which I assume she has, even if it's just like in muttering to herself, uh, the psionic thing, I will, I will point out the connection and show her the book. But I don't know that that's enough of a connection to spark any further 
you know, investigation down that line. Cherish just shrugs. Uh, yeah. No, I that that's Elliot shrugging like <laughs> um yeah. I think Cherish is interested. I mean she's she's like Oh shit, there's like living gate stuff in here. Like you know, it's mostly it's like all art or whatever, but that's like interesting and important like that this has shown up in other places. Um I don't know what it all means, but I mean I wonder if it has anything to do with the history of the Jarashir. Payne indicated that you're not, you know, originally from here. I'm true, and this seems to indicate the same, and I will actually just, like, pull Ashura out of the the quiver and point out the, like, iconography on there. But no, Grawl, you don't get to eat it. One day. One day. No! One day. You don't even want to help him anymore. <laughs> you don't get it. Um, 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 um. Bad. Yeah, no, I, I bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't uh, know what to do with it, but I will definitely be asking Blizz if I could just hang on to this. As you keep flipping through the book, Ashura now out on the table in front of you, you're looking back and forth between the blade and this book, and you now, like here and there, you'll start to see little similarities in some of the the lines drawn on Ashura, some of the whatever the art style is that has been imbued onto this blade is reminiscent of a couple of these older art pieces. And about three quarters of the way through the book you eventually open up to a picture that just stops you dead. And it says It's tears up. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Sorry. <laughs> it says... Disciples? Question mark? In the, like, notation section. Above it, it lists that it was found in sigil within a abandoned outpost of the Jarashir. And there's a picture of the three strange alien beings, and beneath them, it shows three feathered serpents. Okay. Feathered serpents, though, not... Um... Not like Andrangini or depictions of Shamaran. They're it's a very crude though her drawing. though her depictions are like all over the place. So yeah, they're from your religious background. They would read to you as codals. They're winged, feathered serpents. Okay. Um. 
and this art is definitely of a more uh, kind of Greco-Roman styling. Um, very, very colorful and bright, if basic in its uh, anatomy. That seems to solidify your theory. Interesting. Yeah. I... I still don't know what it means. I But I might need to speak to the skilled council if I want to get those kinds of answers. I don't Yeah. And that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, I'll flip through the rest of it. Is there anything else that stands out or is it mostly just that? At the very back of the book there is a more Renaissance era art piece. It's almost like the creation of Adam where these three figures are reaching down towards a, a single figure that appears to be elvish in nature, and they're handing him what looks like a, some kind of strange compass or sextant. Hmm. Is there anything distinctive about the potentially elvish figure? Uh, it is definitely a high elf. The, the art is very detailed in that way. Mm -hmm. uh, he has golden eyes, dark hair. Uh, he is holding a what looks like a, a strange wheel of some kind in his right hand. You, you're not quite sure what it is. Um, it's a strange wheel with like a, a bit of a lattice work in its center. You're not quite sure what it's depicting. Um, but he is reaching out with his left hand towards these figures who are handing down whatever this object is. And there are no notes on this piece. Okay. It is... Throughout this entire thing, there's been no indicator of who the artist is or who the the collector is? No. Okay. The handwriting is always the same, though. So whoever collected this was this was a singular entity. It was a single person. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Huh. Right. Productive. <laughs> <laughs> and it says you're like staring at this last image, kind of pondering over what any of this means. That red 
line, that blur washes over the floor, the the ceiling, the walls, the books in your hands. It doesn't wash through your bodies, but you see this coruscating crimson line spread through everything and then wash away suddenly. doesn't feel like anything like it doesn't no it's just a visual effect that occurs judah from across the way where he was kind of uh coming back in after grabbing some lunch just checking in with all of you he's gonna look around and go what was that i don't know don't know It's never happened before? Mm. No. Not in the time that I've been here, anyway. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Crystal Forges. Meanwhile... Oh, that's uh. Read your the... I'm 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 saying very silly things. There's okay. a reason why I'm muted. Yeah. So this mark is fire came out of it, or something attacked the tree. The, the tree simply erupted with some kind of crimson flame three days ago. We were able to subdue it, but it was quite startling, and then. Yesterday, we noticed this, and he'll come around the tree, and you'll see that one of the branches is, that is, like, slowly coming down. It's a tendril, and it is semi-transparent. Hmm. It's like a ghostly line. Are they all like that, or No, it's just a single tendril. Huh. And this... One had not burst into flames. This is separate of of the flames. Yes, this was some sort of well. We traced a disturbance back to the the central plaza, and there was some sort of disturbance there. Uh, a teleporting creature of some kind. We're not hmm, sure exactly what it was, but we think it's connected. I did hear about that. And then this just now. Perhaps we can ask around, see if there's been more appearances of this teleporting being? Perhaps. But whatever it is, whatever it is you're doing, I would recommend doing it at great haste. I Yes. I do not wish to spread this around, but... I believe whatever is affecting our wards and keep whatever we're being kept safe from, something is putting a great deal of stress on the equilibrium between our wards and the outside world. Well, uh, I guess that brings me to really 
what I wished to ask you, which is how familiar are you with black mithril? Uh, in principle, I know the basics. Why? What House Lyodon wishes to create would be made of black mithril. Ah. Well, I, of course, am a member of House Sonoran, and am not, of course, an Arkham Toll. I would have no knowledge of such a thing existing within the city. Um, he, I'm assuming he's implying something here. Um, can I try and like read, read him? Sure. Give me an insight check. Yeah. That's pretty good. 17 plus six. That would be 23. And the implication seems to be that he wouldn't know anything about actually having black mithril because that would be bad in some way. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, what that has to do with Arkantol, you have no idea. Fair point. Right. Just the implication seems bad. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Just a just a metagame question here. Who has who has the pendant? Cherish, I believe. Mm. Okay. Okay, I'm trying to think of. You're definitely getting the vibe off of this guy. Like, look, if you're a cop, you need to tell me, or else it's entrapment. <laughs> I, uh, I assure you that my associate and I are here to help Therames here. I understand that there is a bit of a taboo around the material that is required. Sounds like something a cop would say. <laughs> I'm an you're definitely choosing his words very carefully. <laughs> if you're a cop, you have to tell me. Um, uh, he will glance at you, glance back down at the letter, and say, There is, of course, always rumors of folk who possess such material. Hmm. It is considered exceedingly dangerous, of course. Yes. And if an individual were to possess such material, it would, of course, 
strike them straight into the arms of Arkantol. Well, uh, just, just know that Yes, it, it may be dangerous, but we seem to find ourselves running out of options. He'll look back up the tree with a worried expression and look back down at you and say, Yes, I understand. Well, please tell your master that I will be in touch regarding the safety of Fair Aim Zero then. Good. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> and what do you do? I suppose we head out. Uh, which we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Uh, I, we we kind of like head out. Hopefully, away from from. Uh, from him. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Crawl, you follow, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Even <laughs> side eyes at everyone around here. Yeah, and everyone's definitely like, oh, what is this strange pale creature that has entered our sanctum? Um, there's other, there's, there's the, like, the, the pale skin drow and stuff down here. I'm not, like... It's true, but they've never yeah. seen, they probably... Most of these people have probably never seen a hobgoblin. Such a beautiful hunk of hobgoblin. Just really just, wow. Everyone's like, oh wow. my, wow. is that? Wow, we've been trapped in this bubble for way too long. we got to get out. Damn. <laughs> Look at him. Maybe I've just been trapped in the bubble for too long, but damn. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking too hot to handle in here. I thought it was the forges, but shit. <laughs> Okay, so I spilled some tea. God damn it! Lean my giggles. Grawl, Sid, where do you head? Sid, so do we? I mean, how much time do we have? How how long has this taken? This has taken a large chunk of the morning, and you're pushing into early afternoon. Okay. I mean, Sid, we could get a carpet and go check out the the southern side really quick. I'll pay for it. It's not a bad idea. You paying for it? Also <laughs> checking out. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. I know you don't have money, so I did. I just kind of wanted to cut to the quick. Oh well, thank you. Um, yeah, I suppose we should probably meet with uh, everybody else before we start to investigate where to find the materials necessary for this uh, object. I, I, I have a feeling that's going to be a entire party endeavor. Oh, uh, some sort of initiative mm. okay yeah but yeah we can go check out the the corner of the, the city okay uh, so the two of you hop on a carpet and go flying towards the southern southwestern edge of the city yeah how much is this going to cost me depends how high up you want to go um we're starting at where negative three <laughs> Gonna hurt my bank account. 
I'm starting at negative three. Okay, uh, let's go up to, I don't know, how how high is like the tree line outside the bubble? You don't know. Okay, cool. Um, let's go level six. Cool. Because it goes twenty six levels up, correct? Correct. And yeah. you now know that it also goes probably ten levels down. Yeah. Yeah, Ferium here is a very vertical city. Damn. Um, okay. I don't know what I'm going to be able to see. So you go up to level six. Yep. And push towards the edge of the city. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So you spend ten gold to get yourself up to that level. Uh, floating over uh, the the carpeteer who is uh, flying you. He's just like... Oh, yeah, sure. Plenty of people going out to the edge of the city just staring out into the abyss. You know how it is. <laughs> and he's this little gnome who's flying this carpet. I like him. With, like, a big like cigar him. hanging out of his mouth. The cabbie's ever, hat. Uh, you ever stared into the abyss? Nah, it's pretty boring, honestly. I want to know what it's like. I want to see if I find myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, sure, it's the third time I've heard it this ten day. <laughs> well, if other people Ross think is looking it... looking at Sid, like, really? <laughs> you wanna... Why? Why? Why not? That's what you wanna do? Okay, fine. I, th I thought maybe going to the bar would be more interesting, but okay, that's cool. You do you, man. As you fly to the edge of the city, you clear the first little chunks of the interior of Fair Ames here, and as you begin to stare out, you realize that there is actually no tree line around Fair Ames here. Fair Ames here is clear of the Eastwood. Hmm. Towards the west, you can see that the Eastwood starts pretty close to Fair Ames here, but Fair Ames here itself just stands apart from the woods. Okay. Hmm. Weird. And you're seeing everything beyond the wards around Fair Ames here are very obvious. There is a wall of shimmering blue light that encases the city. Mm -hmm. And as you get closer to the edge of the city, it becomes very obvious. And that weird holographic projection you saw of the city inside uh, House on that had the the runic the 13 runic symbols surrounding it you begin to realize are literal there are these Giant. huge symbols floating in the air out of these like pulsing deep dark blue that just float at the edge of this wall of light you can see through it but it is semi-opaque uh, like a bottle of sprite um Bubbly. And so <laughs> but just that like that slight tint to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And kind of guy. the symbols that are hovering in the air are hundreds of feet tall and hundreds of feet wide. But you can stare out and away, and as you navigate towards the southeastern edge, you can see that Fair Ames here itself actually rests in a small bowl that is equidistant between the Eastwood itself and the rising 
precipitous cliffs of the Stormwall Mountains to the east. Uh, you can't see north of Fairames here from here, but you're fairly certain if you were looking in that direction, you'd see a winding bend of the long drift sneaking its way out of the woods for a little bit to then snake back westward. And hell, from high enough, you might even be able to see Kathbari from here. Um, it's right over there. It's right over there. But staring right. <laughs> to the south and to the west, you see the the wilding has consumed the world outside this little bubble. There is a primeval jungle where the Eastwood used to be. Trees are warped and twisted in strange, unnatural ways, growing in leaps and bounds rather than a natural straight-up progression. Branches of trees leaping outward and planting themselves in the ground to form more root systems to grow outward in weird, cascading patterns. Grass snaking upward into huge, riotous clumps that choke the earth to the south of the city. You can see animals moving here and there. Huge, time-displaced creatures from a different age. Enormous elephantine creatures with massive spiked tusks coming down from uh, their faces. Huge serpentine trunks moving out as this huge herd of these strange creatures moves across the plains to the south. You can see they're almost like a dire elephant of some kind, like a mammoth. An oliphant, if you will. Mm. Like with multiple tusks? Oh yeah, absolutely. Full, oh, full on Muma kill. Um, Fuck yeah. It's just a mess of tusks on this thing. Yeah. No, I'm about that shit. I want one, Mike. But you can see as these things are moving across the plains to the south, an enormous bird, bigger than any bird has any right to be, swoop down and grab one of the smaller ones of these creatures and take off into the sky. You've heard tell of these legendary eagle-like creatures called rocks, and that's the only thing this could be. But you see in the distance other huge birds uh, bursting out of the, the woodlands to the south. You see a pack of large reptilian creatures running on two legs with long tails protruding from behind. They move with a, a speed and a quickness that is terrifying and even as you watch they run towards this pack of giant elephantine creatures and there's a trumpeting that sounds and they begin fighting off this pack of enormous looking quick speedy clawed reptiles. Clever. And even as you watch the elephantine creatures will like ram some of them with their tusks and then their trunks will flip up and point downwards and a jet of flame will erupt <laughs> from their trunks and begin I need one, Mike. Oh, I need okay. one. Quick cue, just for the sake of curiosity, do these count as uh, as beasts or monstrosities? Monstrosities. Everything Damn. in here is a monstrosity. Yeah. Damn it. Yes. yes I... Need one. I'm gonna stroll back into that bone uh, bulwark of bone on one of these motherfuckers. 
Ah, oh, it's gonna be so tasty. And this is what's happening in like the near distance. Ooh, oh god, this is the tame part. Uh, <laughs> as you stare towards the southeast, you can see that there's this strange diffusion of light gleaming out from the base of the Stormwall Mountains, and you don't have to guess at where the epicenter of this thing is because there's this rainbow aurora borealis of strange, almost petal-like waves of light coming out from a central point in the distance that you can Good see across it. the plains. I mean, it's miles and miles and miles away, but it's there's this just huge glowing... Like I said, it looks like a flower that is blooming and made of light that is at the bottom of the storm wall. See, using my amazing skills and my eldritch vision, mm. I have determined the epicenter of the wilding. No, no, no need to inspect for yourself. I figured it out. Hmm. How it's far over, away? It's over there. It's over how, there. How far away do you think that is, Grom? With your, with your best guess. Best guess? Uh, yeah. A bit. Like a, a, a long jaunt. Grawl, give me a survival check. Cool. Um, survival 16. Ooh. Two, three days, maybe? Two, three uh, days. Two, three days. Two or three days. So we're going to have pendants that will help us survive the effect of the wilding. But of course, then there's the issue of everything that lives in the east. <laughs> yeah. What is now giant? Yeah. So we might die, like, mm. like right out the front door, like well, really just smushed. What else is new? Let me set this part of the woods on fire. <laughs> As you stare at this thing in the the very far distance, you think you see just something enormous erupt from the ground and just like start lumbering across the plains to the south. You don't know what it is. But it moves for a little bit as it tears itself out of the ground and then just buries itself back in the ground. You're not sure what it is. It's just a huge, massive, shadowy shape on the horizon. I'm sure we'll find out. It's it's all bad out there. All of it. None of it's good. I mean, it's yeah. cool, but it's bad. Like, yeesh. On the edges of the storm wall nearer the city, you can see... Like, huge ribbons of gemstones that have formed out of the side of the mountains. It looks like the largest crop of rhinestone you've ever seen in your lives. Ooh. Like, huge, twisting helixes of bismuth growing in latticeworks on the edges of... Like, even the stone has been affected by the wilding. And the, the carpeteer, who's like, pretty crazy, right? Pretty crazy. Yep. Would you believe me if I told you that we're going to be going out into that? I mean, sure. I've seen at least five people do it in the last few weeks. That's disheartening. Yeah. But you see, the difference is we are going to be coming back. Yeah, okay, kid. Well, I'll be coming back. Sid, you... you. I'm kidding. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. 
All right. All right. Home we go. Yep. The Hall of Wonders. Okay. Way. Two more gold. God damn it. <laughs> As you go up to level eight. Are fucking people just made out of money? I don't answer that, Mike. They're, yes. <laughs> I'm under 200 gold now. God damn Just going to go Flip. pick some stuff off the money tree. Mm-hmm. They have those? I, of course they can probably sing them into existence. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I planted several in front of my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need a mortgage when you can just sing your house into being, so yeah. save a lot of yeah. money that way. What <laughs> happens to the people who really just aren't very good at singing? They don't live they, here. Yeah, they aren't elves. Okay, look, they get priced out real fast. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Oof. Also, Ooh, listen, I thought you had a quill pen for a no. second before I realized it was just a cattail. <laughs> it was a cattail. That's great. It's better than a quill pen. There was a there was a tabaxi. Okay, so, Brawl, Sid, you head back to the Hall of Wonders. Yes, and report our findings. Okay. So the your two companions come back, report your findings. I'm assuming you swap stories about what you discovered over the course of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tears are like uh, we, didn't, we didn't learn fucking anything. <laughs> Not even relevant, anyway. <laughs> There's yeah, Cherish kind of goes over like yeah, I mean, the Faroms like don't technically exist in the way that things exist. So like, nothing I found is kind of giving gives any indication of how to access it, aside from finding some sort of aberrant creature and making it channel its energy from the far realm and like okay yeah let's just pop one out and get one well okay um hmm Grawl, Sid, I'm assuming you tell Cherish and Tirza everything you learned? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, um... Wow, so, so much fun. Bath. Yep. Um, we... Just the, just the feet part. Just the feet part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went down into uh, the... I wrote it down here. Uh, yeah, it's the one. Crystal Forge. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, we met with um, uh, Sonoran. Uh, Sonoran, uh, he seems like he will help us make the pendants. He was um, fairly vague. Well, he was, but I think he has to be because uh, Black Mithril is uh, not a legal thing to own, I, I would assume, based on his tone. Um but I does think. That... Hmm? I mean, does that mean that there's some here? In Farim's here? He said there was. Be in contact with our. Say, employer? What did he say? What was, what was the word he used? Yeah. That gist. Yeah. I don't know. Your liege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm assuming house light. Su- yeah, Sue Orin. 
since we that's where we said we were from um <laughs> uh yeah I, and just, that, I can't wait for sue Oren to be like a courier from me oh that was your step nephew <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Suran has a bit more attack than that. But, attack. Uh, yeah, there's also uh, something going on with the tree down there. Uh, shit. Right. Uh, okay. Um, did we get? Did we? Did everybody share the? I had a vision from from the Skane Witch. Right. Did anybody else? Right. Of our. Yeah. 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 Right. That, I was like that, consumed by a red dragon. Yeah. And the tree in a pool of water that I saw in my vision is here in this city. And we literally were just inspecting that tree like uh I don't know, like an hour ago. Like an hour ago. Uh and apparently that tree's bursting into flames randomly as of three mm -hmm. days ago. Red flames. Uh so that that's something. Um but hey, I didn't die, so that's nice. Um, that is nice. I like mm -hmm. you alive. Tears of like head whip to cherish. I mean, at like crimson flames. Yeah, it was like crimson, like very red, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three days ago. Three days ago. Yep. And the only connection any of you would have to crimson flames is that's the color of the fires that the cultists have been using. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which we know is hell hellfire. We don't oh, right? we don't know it's hellfire lowercase h. It was referred to as hellfire. But that doesn't mean I'm going to say us. that's enough of a connection for Tirza. <laughs> mm. Oh, <gasps> wait. Oh shit. You're my go-to reference for all things referring to hell, so... Yeah. Quick to the, quick to the DM's guy, or whatever. Well, no, because I remember... I remember... That all the stuff... That basically the, the book I got um, about the nine hells is... Mike said that's like, yeah, just whatever's in the DM's guide, and I basically. don't... I don't remember if... If the Hellfire reference is in here, it is not. Okay. Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. okay. Well, not a beer. Never mind. It doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> it's not in the book. It means nothing. It's associated okay. with the cultists. Right. Yes. It, it's. It doesn't mean anything to me in that stuff. Okay. So theoretically, they have some meddling going on. Right, that's not so, ideal. No. Well, okay. Could it be because we have Lucrezia's chains, even though they're in the bag? <laughs> I mean... Like, creating a connection between there and here? I... Hey, I, I mean... Need to turn, can I turn someone else's camera off? I just... <laughs> 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 uh, Mike. Oh, I'm very much not looking at. It's oh, that's so impossible. hard. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Discord. I need a, I need a sticky note for him too. Uh, well, okay. Let's let's. let's Do you have a sticky note for yourself? 
No, I had a sticky note with your face on it when your camera wasn't working. So oh, I have, I'm going to make one for sense. Mike so that I just don't, don't know if see through. All right. Well, hey, let's. let's anyway. <laughs> All right. So, Warlocks, Atsuko, and I can both use our powers via our items. Anyways, they can get the power can get through the shield. And I mean, Tirza's right connection with her. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's a, a cult. Is a religion's a religion? A re is a religion is a religion? Like said they're drawing, lot. they're drawing power from some powerful entity. So, I mean, right. nothing was bursting into flames when we were in Stormhaven, as far as you know. Is that true? But nothing Stormhaven's a big place. It's I'm true. Sure. It could, there are probably many unrelated fires. It's a statistical inevitability. You left before mm -hmm. Ember's End, so technically no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but that city isn't like magic and right. based on a tree. Um, Parts of it are. What 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 I'm thinking is there are obvious. Obviously, there are ways to circumvent the warding. What we we don't know what they all are, but there are obvious ways. Dragons can apparently pop in the one we know. So. So and Anayan, 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 An A A N A N. Um, I don't know what the I don't know what my problem. I can say all the other fucking weird ass elf names except <laughs> that one. Except um, yeah. Um, he said it was like connected to a teleportation that happened. Where? I don't remember what I don't I mean the center of town. Central Plaza. Mm -hmm. okay. That's what he said. Oh, that's not where we came in. Nope. No. No. Though to be fair, he said that happened yesterday. Oh where Sid okay. was talking to the, the thingy thing. The thingy yeah. thing. Yeah. So there's that a connection when, there. Wait. That was when the first branch burst into flame? No, that, it, that branch that's... turned translucent. Oh, okay. With the branch turned translucent when the the spec the teleporting thing showed the, up? Yeah, the mirror Apparently. face the, thing. The, the, uh, mirror face. Philophus. Philophus, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's what Philophus. So you're not sure what happened just now to cause the other branch to catch fire. But presumably, presumably, if it's things and potentially the bubble. I think at the very least, it means we need to act quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that Grawl and I, uh, well, I don't know about discovered, but. Oh, noticed, I definitely figured it out. Yeah. We, 
Grawl, since you figured it out, I'll let you handle it. Go ahead. All right. I figured it out. And he'll figured wait what for out? everyone to be like, no, go oh, ahead. you know, I figured it all out. Lay it on us. It's like... coming from a giant light flower out in the wilding. All this. What okay. Grawl means is that it's coming we're from a giant sure light flower out in the wilding. We know where to go. Where the rift is. Yes. yes. Okay, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. So the next thing we need to do is... I... Girl, go I ahead. just want to note, um, it's bad out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There it's was some be... sort of elephant thing with multiple tusks spewing fire from its trunk. There were small... There were large lizard things hunting as a pack. A giant mound of something moved. A giant eagle the size of a building? How big? How big, Mike? Yeah, How big? A couple of buildings, here? actually. Yeah, like gargantuan. Like talons the size of minivans? Like, its wingspan would have covered several city blocks in Stormhaven. So we'll have to fight our way through, is what you're saying. Fight Maybe. or it's, sneak. And it's Maybe. going to take probably all of us. Yes. Maybe we'll be so small and insignificant they'll just ignore us. That We're seems like enough. I mean, that was, like, it's <laughs> not a high caloric intake. No, I mean, I mean, I've... if they get all of us together, that would probably be probably be maybe enough. But yeah, yeah. maybe Birds we'll just regularly be so eat bugs. But though. maybe those are just the big things are now bigger, and the small things are now big enough to eat. Oh, oh, mm, bugs. Oh, it's all bad. It's all it's Fifty Shades of Bad out there. So yeah, be it's a reference prepared. to a weird novel that girl read once. Fifty Shades of Bad. <laughs> Fifty Shades of mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. Uh, so yeah, I suppose be ready for all of that. So time seems to be of the of essence. The essence. Yeah. Yeah. So we maybe have a source of black mithril. Is that? I mean, I know he was being vague, but I mean, is like, is that? Yeah. We don't should know. We, should we follow up with Orin? Sure. In that one. I think Orin will handle it and probably contact us. Uh, I suppose we need to. Well, we, uh, that's not the sort, that's not the source of the black mithril. That's just the abjuration magic necessary to, uh, to cast like the warding spell on it. We need to obtain the black mithril. Well, that's, right. that's the next thing. That's the next thing that we need to do. But so there is a, a source for it because I don't know how else, unless there's already some here, I don't know how else we're going to get it. I think we're going to have to talk to that organization. Uh, the TAG. The TAG. Uh, we are running out of options. And yes, we would be giving money to a criminal. 
civilization. But no, I, I, as I said, I had hoped that we could explore other options beforehand, but I suppose if this is our only option, then I mean, yeah, there's when it comes down to it, it's this or that people maybe maybe die. I don't see it as much of a choice. People die, including us here in the city. Yeah. I, I mean, like, if you know, whatever force the Archontols are in this city, like, if they seize the stuff, do they destroy it, or do they just, like, put it away, like real cops do with, like, drugs and illegal guns and shit? No idea. Like, could we try to make some connection there, like, with house connections? Hmm. again, the alternative is people dying, like, maybe we can convince them, like, hey, we need to use this to fix everything. I wonder if if that was an option, I, I wonder if that would have been brought up by either Suoran or Levithir. Well, the I mean, only problem is that one of the houses or whatever wants to ignore it completely and just dip. Yes. Two, so, two of them, in fact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. And Arkantol is the one that's just sort of like, meh. No, no, no. Arkantol's no, not one of the main not... houses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the only place it's been referenced as, what? like, a main house is in the, that that set of statues. Oh, Weniel okay. is the is the neutral house. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, but Lyodon and Sonoran uh, want to stay and figure this out while, was it Talconis and Irvain want to, was it try and move the city back to the Feywild? Yep. Yeah. Why don't we just move Faryms here? Somewhere else. <laughs> Boop it somewhere else. I want to try the old uh, turn it off and turn it back on again strategy. See if that works. Yeah. The problem is, is that there's nothing outside of the valley. It's, mm. it's only outer storm out there. This okay. Has been go tell them. Go fucking tell the... them. <laughs> Let them know. Tears are just like you. There's nothing out there. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, no. They're not going back to a different spot outside the storm. They're going to a different plane of existence. So, the storm we... is everywhere. <laughs> Tirsa. 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 <laughs> My priests told me so. <laughs> that means it's real. You're... Okay. To be fair... I know. Hey, listen, I'm having a hard time with the truth and them right now, but... Uh -huh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um. As you're having this discussion, you all notice that upstairs on the balcony, one of the doors into the, the private chambers down here in the sanctum will open up and close, and Etsuko will leave her private room that she's been using. Um, Perfect. She will Questions. blink hard a few times, kind of stretch. She seems to be having cramped up in some way. You're not quite sure what she was doing in that room, but uh, as she sees you all, she will 
nod and start making her way downstairs towards the meeting area at the center of the, the sanctum. Did you, did you have any luck? Yes, actually. Um, it is interesting. I feel as though my connection to the Gloomweaver is not, it is not stronger in this place, but it is more focused, I think. Hmm. Were you able to figure out why? That I do not know, but I was able to make contact with my patron. And I believe the Gloomweaver has shown me another venue of possibility. Etsuko for the save. I mean, I had... <laughs> I was going to ask questions later tonight, but it's fine. It... It is... The information that the Gloomweaver provides me is esoteric at the best of times, so perhaps take this with many, many grains of salt. But I believe there may be answers to what we seek. And she'll turn awkwardly towards Grawl. In the Dreamlands. Alright, okay. Dreamlands party! Round two! Uh, awesome, it went awesome. so well last time. <laughs> I, you're not invited. <laughs> you guys are gonna kill the mood. <laughs> no, okay. Alright. Is that it? Did they have anything else? It... Anything? Speaking to any Archfey at the best of time can be a very uh, frustrating experience. Uh, mm -hmm. And I wasn't exactly speaking to them. I was simply like, communing, I think is possibly the best word. Interpreting visions. But I saw a a set of stairs leading down. Right. And a gate. Aha. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. guardians at that gate. Mm -hmm. And I think I know how to enter the dreamlands. And I think I might be able to show other people how to do it as well. High five. Yay! High five. High five, right here. Come on. She's just looking around suddenly in a mild panic. It's a high five. It's just a high five. Just Cherish like, oh, from yeah. behind Grawl. Cherish. See, we'll show you. Right, here we, here we go. <laughs> oh, no, I was just... Okay. <laughs> See, that's how you do it. That's a go. Uh, high five. Um, just a high five. Just and she will, like, slowly raise her hand and smack your palm, like, so awkwardly. <laughs> There it is. Good. And her that. hand is like twice the size of yours. Uh, so much strength. <laughs> it's a it's a hobgoblin cut like tears like explains it. It's a hobgoblin custom. Mm -hmm. I had to teach everyone. It's uh -huh. very important. I see. Yeah. It means good job. It, it means well. yes. It means many things, but it good job is one of them. It In this particular, five. yeah. <laughs> 
But yes, I, I think it is possible to bring others as well. All right. Uh, what are we waiting for? Let's, let's do, do this now. Yeah. I am unsure what the next step after that, though, would be. The Knock green... me out! Let's do it! Um... <laughs> you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 there is a larger problem, though. I don't know how to get to that the first bit. Oh, I can show don't you. Don't worry. We... Yeah, we do. <laughs> Believe it or not, we actually... A vampire helped us. <laughs> Oh, a vampire <laughs> a mayor. A vampire mayor. Who's our good friend. Like Paul Rudd. She looks surprisingly like Paul Rudd. It's um, weird and confusing. I see. Okay. So are we are we doing this now? Right now? It's like mid-afternoon are... pushing towards evening. <laughs> yeah, even. it's like yeah, maybe in the afternoon. It's uh, awesome. I mean, I like naps, but like... We don't have to do this right now. Also, we don't have any incense as far as I know. Unless, Squirrel, you bought some last time? I was about to buy some when yeah, we were going to... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which... Oh, I, I have friend? incense. Does it need to be a special kind? I have no idea. I was going to ask a friend. Anyone seen Alexander lately? Not today. No. Not nope. today. I feel like we should probably keep an eye on him. He's a grown monkey, you guys. First I... Cherish, now you. Wait, not like eye on him as in like he's up to something or he needs protection, but like see it as an investment. <laughs> I need... Sorry, I feel like almost need... would appreciate that line of, of right. thinking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are we going to do with Alexander when we wilding? We can't take him with us. No, we're not I taking him. Make sure he's not out and about around the city, just kind of doing. Or maybe he's been kidnapped. Who knows? Who knows? Why would someone kidnap a monkey? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I, fine. Do we have anything this? I just else check on that a friend. we want God. to get done before we do that? I and also, yeah, we should maybe ask if we could just use this regular incense or find some. Uh, I guess we ask Blizz. Yeah, Blizz, I know. If he knows how to get to the Dreamlands. Can you tell how to get, how to get to the Dreamlands? <laughs> um, I still kind of want to talk to Sue Warren about the Black Mithril stuff. Sure. We can go do that. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm not, like, relishing going back to the house, but... Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, I'm down. Let's do it. Alright. So you wish to head back to House Lydon to talk to Sue Orin? Yeah, I'll... Yeah. I mean, I'll ping, what... I'll ping Shadorin. What specifically are we going back to talk to Soren about? Obviously, Black Mithril. What specifically about the Black Mithril? I mean, if, like, okay, so we, you know, we have these pendants, we figured out what they're made of. Mm -hmm. In order to make more, we need Black Mithril. Mm -hmm. And we know that someone has access to it here because 
of what was implied by my favorite guy. Whose name you can't pronounce. Andy. An <laughs> oh, I can tell Andy. An <laughs> uh, Yeah. Unless I'm completely mis- misinterpreting that whole conversation. That conversation basically led you to believe that an Anne was going to try to track down some source of Black Mithril that, of course, he would know nothing about because right. he is a legal upstanding citizen and a member of, of House Sunoran. So, but if he did end up finding some source of this material that he clearly knows nothing about, he would inform uh, so, Sue Oren about it. Oh, okay. Well, then we don't even need to talk to him at all. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Talk to us. Okay. I mean, us. I'm not a huge I'm fan not... of just waiting around for these people to do all of their paperwork, but yeah, you've definitely set a few things in motion at this point. Um, Valfir is looking into getting a bunch of just regular mithril, enough to make eight pendants, so that you might imbue it with far realm energy. Uh-huh. Uh Aen, and Aen, if you will. Um, is looking into sources of just black mithril. Uh, he has also offered his services where enchantment is concerned. Uh, you know that um, Sue Oren is looking into angles where all of this stuff is concerned, because he was there when you first broached the subject. That's true. Ooh. And there are other sev- there are several other balls a rolling here in Fair Ames here, uh, most of which revolve around Sid at this point. Um, they do, they do. We have lots of irons of, in the fire. Yeah, to be expected. Yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. But yeah, those are the those are the main ones that you've gotten rolling so far. No contact has been made with the tag, though you don't even know if that's necessarily a necessity at this point. Yeah. Just to say hi. Yeah. Sure. How you guys doing? I'm sure they're very nice. Um. High five. But yeah, until you hear back from any of those sources. So are we? Are we literally going to sleep on it? I mean, let's. We could ask Blizz if he knows how to get to the Dreamlands or if he knows anybody that does so that we can be like following up on this imbuing regular Mithril with Far Realm's energy thing as much as possible, maybe? Blizz is working right now, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody else that we would know who would maybe know that information? That was kind of the other reason why. Yeah, Suren. Yeah. Yeah. We could ask. No, I think we all skipped lunch. We could ask Alexander. Judah's gonna taking care of himself. Like to imagine it's just Judah and Alexander just like hanging out. He was. He was. Alexander and uh, Arbadon. Did he? Did Judah actually find any information about? Oh, we haven't. Doesn't come back yet. How, I he came back he briefly to grab back, lunch. 
Oh, he did. Oh, he came back for lunch. Mm-hmm. I thought he was coming back from lunch. Nope. Um. Okay. So he's still out and about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of course, you sent him out to go find out information about the source of the wilding, which... You know, he needed yeah. to get out of the house anyway. Any, uh-huh. and any uh-huh. information we have, too, if people know, like, how fast it was spreading, or, like... Any information will be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just make sure we really thank there. him. So what are you all doing? Yeah. Thank him. Uh, Alexander that but shouted louder i didn't want to shout into the mic uh and you see alexander is reclining on the top of one of the bookshelves just above head height and he will just like lift his head up and blink a little bit seems as though he was napping there he is sorry alexander right there um uh, we just wondered if we might have a consultation on (laughs) Lord, magical processes getting somewhere. A raised eyebrow. We just want to know if our two bananas. If if we need a magical item for this. He'll look at you expectantly. Like, what? So, we're attempting to get to the dreamlands. And we know that incense is required, but I, we nods. don't know if, if, <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't know if we need something special or if. Alexander shakes his head. No, just Straight incense. incense. Black and Alexander Do you know how much? Component. And Alexander casts about for a way to express what he's trying to express, and then says... Or doesn't say, but... Oh, uh, I was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Just all of us like, oh my god, what? No. Hello! Uh, I he, mean, he has thumbs. Can we give him a piece of, like, chalk? Can he write? He, like, points at his nose and then just, mm-hmm. like, makes a motion with his hand, like it's waving in front of his face. Okay, you have to smell it enough that everyone can breathe it in. And he snaps his finger and points at Tirza. Is there an incantation needed as well? And he shrugs. Fair enough. Two bananas, as promised. I said three. Give him one more. I like it. Alright, three bananas, as promised. There we go. You hand off three bananas and Alexander takes them greedily. Hey, it's not like we have unlimited bananas, guys. Keep it. This is ration it. <laughs> what? Yeah, like Narc? stupid, stupid fucking monkey. These bananas are worthless. We have an unending supply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows. He Don't care. say yeah, that. I'm sure he knows. Exactly. I'm just, he's just like these fucking like, idiot kids. <laughs> I have lived a long, long time. I've and seen the rise and fall of nations. He's on the, the table now, and he's munching his banana, looking around, just like, you do you, with an expression on his yeah. face. Uh-huh. Yeah, do you want to come with, or do you cool here? And has a kind of mildly grossed out expression, yeah. and just shakes his head. Right, fair enough. Yeah, 
Alexander stuff to do. I mean... You didn't finish your sentence there, Olivia. Uh, yeah, because I was trying to think of what I was going to say. I, maybe no, I there's like a, like a, bu- like a, a book about it in here. The Dreamlands the, is technically another. It's not really another plane, but. And we've been over this a little bit before. Uh, among magical scholars, the Dreamlands is mostly considered to be part of the astral realm. Um, or some kind of demi-plane connected to the Astral Sea, or Limbo in some way. The fact that it might be a distinct thing outside of all of that never cross crosses most scholars' mind. So there wouldn't be anything specific about it in here? Maybe, maybe not. Well, I guess recalling what the process was in the mayor's little uh, motorhome, um, which I remember perfectly. <laughs> um, he was kind of guiding us as we were falling asleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. It felt so, like guided meditation in a way. Yeah. It, it could be... I, the, the other thing I was, was going to say is that it could be that Grawl could just... Because he knows how to get there, he can just lead us there. Like, do you you want us to all, like, smell the incense, lay down, and hold hands? I mean... I wasn't suggesting we hold hands, but I like holding hands with everybody, so I'd be okay with that. And Alexander (laughs) will shake his head, point at you, Grawl, and then, like, hold his hand like he's holding an invisible sword and point at the invisible sword. Okay. And then he points at everybody with like a round circular finger and then points Everyone at... Everyone has to touch the sword. Nods his head. Uh-huh. I was really oh. afraid that you were going to have to stab us with the sword. I, was, yeah. I had half of my... He wants it. me to do some sort of helicopter-like motion, killing everyone simultaneously. <laughs> I understand. Perfect. I'm so good at charades. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, why I play D&D. That's how we all die. <sighs> it's fine. They're in the dreamlands. It's cool. And Alexander points at the invisible sword again, points at you, Grawl, and then makes a motion like he's turning a key in a lock. Got it. Uh, okay, well, if you understand, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do we do this now, or should we wait till later? I mean, we we could always wait till later. We might hear back from one of our sources before then. Also, I think if we if Judah comes back and we're all like passed out in the middle of the library, he might be. Yeah, we should out. probably have somebody know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, watching yeah, us really, because yeah. last time we yeah, yeah, were asleep for really like three great weeks. To let someone know before we go into the dreamland. I was fine. I came out of it as like I had a normal time and went back in. 
We've all learned many lessons in our journeys together, <laughs> as I think wow. we're getting at. And it's okay. It's uh, fine. And Etsuko will say, Yes, it would probably be for the best if only, well, the fewer of us go into the dreamlands, I think the safer it will be. I have heard nothing but dangerous things about that place. Except about where Grawl has told me. Library. It's pretty chill. Yeah, see, we just saw giant spiders. That's really... I mean, y'all didn't see anything. Yeah, we... I mean, we've technically been there, though none of us can remember. That's true, I don't remember. Never mind. Stormpiercer was there, Snake Man was there, and someone else. I don't know your situation. (laughs) You know what? Welcome to the club. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways... None of us know a thing about any of this, and that's how it is. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so you just hang out until some more people show up? Could we order some pizza? You could absolutely order some pizza. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's get some of that za. Um, I think... At the risk of embarrassing herself, I think that Cherish gets her quarterstaff and starts like trying to practice in the the like practice ring Tirza will totally help train <laughs> Tirza's like that's so cute <laughs> cause like mostly I just sort of baseball wax <laughs> that's probably not good All right, they're my, eyes hurt, my eyes hurt from reading so I want to hit something Ooh. Okay. So Cherish does some stick training. Yeah. Get some pizza. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, once you start heading into early evening, Judah does come back and he says, All right, everyone, there's some kind of giant light flower outside of the city. No way. <laughs> You're kidding. Wow. That's crazy. So wow. we could we could probably pretty easily track it. He stares between all of you. His insight at a plus eight, staring at everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Oh no, Deception has my worst charisma score. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. She does not secretly a dragon, right? No. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a 23. Ooh, that's my deception. That's my deception. Pretty good, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. It might actually is actually pretty good, even without the dragon. Oh, that's a bad roll, though. Uh, 21. <laughs> 12. Or 22, sorry. Judah's 7. Get like a 76. In this. I, it's not positive. No, so. he only got a 25, but... Um, <laughs> even, if he, even if he rolled a nat 1, he would have beat my... <laughs> but he looks between all of you and say, I'm oh, sorry. Man... Yeah, we weren't looking for it. It we just stumbled up upon it. But yeah. And what about all the dangerous stuff out there? You know, do you already oh. know about that? Big elephants. Yeah. Oh man! Please fire the well, trunks and rock. Did you see well, the shambling kind of mound thing? What was that? See that one? I didn't see anything. I was just talking to people. Well, okay. Oh. We know about the big stuff, but we're very little in comparison to all of stuff. So, I mean, are there 
slightly smaller things that are still dangerous, like like wolves that are now slightly bigger wolves. Oh, there's every dang thing out there. Some of it tries to get into the city from time to time, but uh, they can't make it past the wards. It seems as though Do it keeps like out anything that's been uh, tainted by the planar energies. Hmm. Perfect. They never attack the same place twice. They're testing They're the testing fences. They're testing the wards systematically. <laughs> <laughs> they remember. Spare no expense. Better watch out for that. <laughs> In case some nerd turns off all the code. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Judah doesn't learn or didn't learn anything really more than you all did. Uh, the only new piece of information that he gives you is that it seems as though there is strong indication that in the suburbs just outside the walls of the wards, there are still people who went crazy out there and went primal. Not only that were out there when the wards went up, but also who have since gone out there after having Oof. gone stir-crazy in the city and just walked out into the wilding. In, uh -huh. in like, multiple directions? Or is it... Yeah. Like, okay. Like, There's not just, like, a concentration of them basically, right where we need the, to go. <laughs> the primal humanoids are on the outskirts of the city. And okay. if you're uh, on the lowest levels and staring out, you can, you can still see them from time to time. Oh my gosh. Good lord. God, some attack talking? on Titan bullshit. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> that or like, I'm thinking like Doomsday or like fucking like some Mad Max shit going on outside. Yeah. Are, are they bigger than... I, I don't think humanoids get bigger or smaller. No. It seems as though okay. they just give themselves over to wild abandons. Okay. I had it. Yeah. I thought we had talked about that, but I couldn't remember. How long? Great. How long is Judah? How long do we wait for Judah? Uh, it's probably close to five p.m. I just mean, uh, like how how much time? Three-ish well? hours. Uh, well, while they're training, can I get some some reading in? Sure. Um, maybe read some of the the stories I haven't read yet. There's um. The City of Endless Doors, and then the Gods. The Gods' Corpse, yes. Um, so, uh, like all Horatio Ember Light stories, they are not exactly uh, <laughs> uh, thick novels. They're they're short stories, to novellas at best. Yeah. Um, so they're they're quick reads. Um, you could probably knock out one of these in three hours. Uh, which mm -hmm. one do you read? Let's do the God's Corpse. Cool. Um, so, you read about the adventures of, uh, again, as he's called in Elvish, uh, Ratsiolaidon is apparently the Elvish name for this person. Mm -hmm. um, and his, his crew of uh, roguish adventurers uh, aboard his... Uh, strange flying ship. Um, his love interest, Rees of the Red. His uh, dumb but lovable sidekick, Wotan of the North. Um, and their adventures uh, 
through their like the many worlds they travel through, uh, generally in combat with a uh, a death knight slash necromancer by the name of Lord Dust. In this particular adventure, uh, the uh, the crew of uh, uh, Horatio Emberlight finds themselves uh, in stuck yet again uh, afloat on the Astral Sea when they find themselves beset by dragon-riding pirates of a uh, species called Githyanki. Um, they beset the... Uh, the crew of this ship, they make away with both Riza the Red and uh, Wotan of the North, and it is up to Horatio Emberlight to storm the Githyanki city, a place called Tunarath, which is apparently a city built on top of a corpse of a floating dead god out in the Astral Sea. Okay, then. Uh, he, uh, uh, upon this adventure, he, uh, rides a red dragon, he, uh, fights the, the Lich Queen of this, uh, floating corpse city, um, he eventually rescues Riza the Red and, uh, finds out that, uh, Wotan of the North has, uh, somehow won the adoration of the, uh, the Githyanki by, uh, proving himself in their blood sport. Oh my god. Tracks. Uh, though he clearly didn't understand what was going on at the time. Um, oh, Wotan. <laughs> but eventually everybody is uh, makes it back onto uh, Emberlight's flying ship, safe and sound, as they almost always do. Uh, and they manage to escape the, the city of Tunarath on the god's corpse. All right. It is a swashbuckling tale of adventure. <sighs> so good. Can't wait to read the, the last hey one. You What's interesting is in the Elvish version that you're reading now, there are many subtleties that are have definitely been stripped away in the common version that you're picking up on now. Uh, specifically, there are times where Riza the Red is... Uh, Referred to as blade-handed Riza, uh, which is not something you've ever seen in the common version that you owned. Uh, you also see references to Wotan of the North being uh, referred to as a half-giant uh, on multiple occasions, as opposed to in the common versions he's just referred to as a Goliath. And every time they refer to his flying ship in Elvish, the more direct translation is Helm. Interesting. Sid doesn't know any of this, or what any of that means. Um, True, but it's just like things you'd pick up on because of the differences yeah. in translation. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Cool, cool. And yeah, uh, so by the time you finish that story, Judah has returned. So I got a question. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go right. upstairs and eat. Anyway. Yeah, I figure yeah. it's time to eat, and I'll eat with them. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so yeah, Grawl, you stay behind with Etsuko for yeah. a brief moment. Judah heading upstairs as well. I, you, I realize you talked to your patron today and, uh... Talked is very, uh, maybe not the right word, but yes. Uh, yeah, um, well, um, I don't... I, I don't know if, if you could, uh, contact them again uh, at some point. It doesn't have to be now or anything like that. Um, but I would like to know more about Mott because I can't find anything about it. You want me to ask the Gloomweaver about your patron? If that's possible. I, I don't see why not. But, uh, I, I, yes, of course, I will, yes, yes, I will, uh, yeah, I, yes, I will try. Uh, but, thank, thank you. Of, of course. All right, well, it's, 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 uh, yes, we should, yes, of course, um, you, you might, must yeah. intake alcohol, that is social yes. gathering upstairs, yes. Right, yes. Um. Thumbs up. She gives you a Walk very away. slight thumbs up. Hell yeah! That's a win. <laughs> so I'll head upstairs, grab some drinks and uh, food, and Canaeus, uh, as Tirza comes up, Canaeus would definitely turn to you and say, Hey, where you all been all day? Nowhere doing things. You can ask, taking names. Things. Fun. We've been here the whole Oh, you just been down in the basement all day? Yeah. Oh. Lame. The city is just being destroyed. So we gotta figure out how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, are you good? Like what? Oh, he's Did you dog. forget why he like, came here? No, he just seems rather unconcerned with that fact. Cool, 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 mm -hmm. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, I think I think Tirza is probably kind of disappointed that her chilliness does not fa seem to phase him that much, and is just like, well, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you all sit down for a uh, a decent meal. At a certain point in the evening, Sid. You would, I mean, everyone would see this, but uh, there is a bit of excitement throughout the restaurant as uh, a gaggle of children goes, ooh, and some of the people at tables begin clapping, and you see what looks like a small miniature dragon is flying through the restaurant. And it lands at the end of the bar.
And it begins waddling down the bar towards you all. This is going to go well. And Sid, do you do anything as you see this thing approach? So yes, you see this small, what is most definitely a pseudo-dragon of some kind, has landed on the bar and is waddling down towards you. It's... I'm looking around for um, the, the source of this. And it has definitely made a scene. It is coming down the bar, its tail wagging back and forth, knocking over some glasses as it's moving. It's not being careful about moving down this bar. <laughs> It's so graceful. Cool. People's, people's reactions are split between uh, uh, bemused enjoyment and annoyance. As like, oh, who let this thing off the leash? Uh, they, it's it's about the size it of like it, a terrier. Okay, they love it until it knocks over a glass. Right. Uh, no, no, no. This is great. Chaos is wonderful. Wait, what color is this dragon? Uh, it is a shimmering rainbow pattern, uh, mostly greens. And blues, but it uh, it's some of its scales shimmer into yellows and violets and uh, other colors. Hmm. And uh, it is immediately recognizable, though, to all of you who have seen the portrait of the old guard. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna the 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 looking around for its source. It's I'm looking around to see if Lucidian is also in this bar. Uh, you do not see him. Okay. And this thing will waddle up towards all of you and stop right in front of you, Sid. It'll mm. squat down and go ah, its tongue kind of like bang out of its mouth. It's so cute. Oh my god. Can I can I scratch like under its chin? And like there's this little waddle of skin underneath and you give it a little scratch and it'll like its tongue will loll out the side of its mouth. Its eyes will kind of like roll up a little bit as you scratch its waddle. And remind me what the dragon's name is again. Puck. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the dragon's name was like Glimmerwing. No. No. That was something it's, else. It's, it's that, Puck. That we have yet to ask about. It's Puck. Because when we met Puck, I was like, wait a sec. Wait a, wait a moment. What am I missing here? You don't know. You don't know. Uh, okay. Hey there. Um, do you need something? <laughs> Mike acting like a, like a dragon dog is the best thing ever. Do you want some food? <laughs> Am I getting any idea as to what, what it, this dragon... Like, as you ask it questions, its head will turn one way, and its head will turn the other way. Uh -huh. Its tongue will kind of flick out a little bit. I don't think this thing is very smart. I think it's a pet. I think it might be a pet. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. Where did you come from? And it'll, like, start scratching at the its ear with one of its claws. <laughs> its ear hole, I should say. Okay, this is ours now. <laughs> Who's a wait? Is it like a slim pseudo dragon? It's a little is chonky. Look kind of a little chonky. Mm -hmm. Oh, you chonky. Lap of luxury. 
Who's a chonky little boy? It's like monitor lizard build, kind of. <gasps> oh my yeah. god. So it locks like this. This is my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little. Its limbs uh, are a little. Its limbs are a little bit longer, so it can kind of stand up a little hey, bit better. Hey, Lee City, and your shitty do- your shitty dad tax is one <laughs> dragon. I don't make the rules. And we don't want Darren done. <laughs> <laughs> we'll trade you. <laughs> and it's got these folded wings on its above its. Uh, Four limbs. And nobody saw where it came from. Oh, it came in through the front door. Yeah. It just walked in. Who's our stinky little boy? Take a look outside. As you like pick him up and like (laughs) shake him a little bit, Cherish. Who's our stinky boy? (laughs) He'll let out a and this gout of green viscous gas will shoot you in the face. It's him. Stinky boy. He's the stinky boy. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Guys, I have discovered who the stinky boy is. He's beautiful. Constitution. Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> that is a 17. Okay, you take six poison damage. Oh, that is a stinky boy. Can I take a peek outside the front door? You want to scamper over to the front door and look outside? Yeah. There's no apparent sign of anybody. I mean, there's some people hanging out outside, but no one you recognize. Can I I ask them? Did you you see a a little dragon come in this way? And the elf who's outside says, yeah, dragon flew right in. I love this place. (laughs) Uh, okay okay uh, thanks Tirza is feeding it scraps of like pepperoni from somebody else's pizza why do you keep taking the pepperoni from my plate I like that (laughs) the hell well because I don't have any pepperoni on mine who's operating now I don't have any sausage who's operating the bar right now uh Catlin's there Catlin's there hey Catlin um this just kind of popped up, showed up. Is this a common, common occurrence? Sid, it's your dad's. I yeah, understand. Cher- Cherish, after taking the, the damage, is like like holding the little dragon's face and is like, if it's his familiar, he can, like, you know. Oh, is this, is this familiar? It. Isn't that what it is? You don't know. Thanks. Oh, I thought we knew that. You kind of made that assumption. And that was definitely Kalkin's assumption. Oh, that's his true. Pet. But so if we yeah, I mean, if we assume that it is his familiar, yeah, he can send it to and like, stuff. Like spit like poison in Cherish's face. Look. That just might be because he was that, jostled. Yeah. But... No, Tirza says that and then like immediately scratches the like his little chest area. Good yeah, boy. Just hated the the volatile chemical <laughs> uh, compounds that reside somewhere near his stomach. <laughs> he just shouldn't be. He just shouldn't be shaked. <laughs> 
so I guess it's very likely this is some sort of message. Uh, and I'm trying to... Yeah, you can see through... He can see through its eyes and hear what it hears. As well. While being blinded in his own body. I know this about familiars because I have one. Um... You wouldn't know it, but yes. <laughs> well, rule Arcana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you wouldn't know that Cherish has a familiar. Oh, this is true. <laughs> no, I've told them that the lesser. Is... I know no, he's just never mean, around. He's just yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the oh, joke was that okay. he's Sorry. disappeared I'm in a bubble. <laughs> very tired. I apologize. Fair enough. He's just not here. Um. But, uh, okay. but yeah, well, so your your aunt told him, obviously it told your dad, oh, don't go over there anymore. I don't remember what she sounded like already. Um, and... That's pretty close. <laughs> yeah, that was spot on. So he sent this little goober instead, because he thinks he's so clever. I mean, it's a pretty good move. I, I think it was move. pretty good. It's a pretty <laughs> I, think I mean, look at him. Bad. <laughs> His mouth hangs open, a little tongue rolls out, and when you're staring straight at him, you realize that his eyes are sort of, like, going in opposite directions a little bit. Oh my god, it's the Winston of Dragons. I was about to say. He's a little lofty. I, my dog's eyes go opposite directions as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well, can you understand what I'm saying, and I'm speaking to this dragon now. And it's looking at you, and its tongue is lulled out of its mouth, and it goes, Bleh. And I'm <laughs> I'm also like holding it like a... I'm gonna take that like as a pup, Like its arms are like folded out over my <laughs> arm. <laughs> Why don't we return you to where you came from, huh? Bleh. Okay. We don't have to do that right now, right away, right? <laughs> Just hang out with them for a little while. <laughs> well, listen, Terza, we do have to go to the Dreamlands. We can't just have this thing running around the restaurant. I'm sure Blizz is not going to be super happy when he finds out. Do you see Blizz? Blizz is floating around in his little yellow cloud, uh, greeting people as they enter. And uh, when this thing made its entrance, he definitely looked, gave you all a panicked look like, this is not part of my shtick! <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely rolled with the punches and was just like, Yes, observe the dragon as it enters the domain of the Halls of Wonder in search of treasure, no doubt. Damn, he's good at this. <laughs> Tears is now feed feeding it little sips of water out of her glass. And it's lapping with its tongue. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Honestly, this could be the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Um... Yes, it is Joanna, but like a nice Joanna. Mm -hmm. I, I guess I will... <laughs> I was expressly told not to... Well, here's the thing. I don't like being told what to do, so I'm going to take this dragon back. Um, yeah, I think your dad kind of, like, banked on that. 
Again, they... this is a pretty see-through plan. <laughs> yeah. Dad got the sad boy a dog. <laughs> well, uh, I guess I'll be back. Don't shake him. I will try my best not to. <laughs> you hand off the... Puck the pseudo-dragon off mm -hmm. to Sid. Sid, you carry it under one arm like a football. Yeah. <laughs> And its its Clank. legs are just kind of like dangling out. <laughs> it's looking around like it's having the best oh time in the God. world. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, you, Sid, is going alone back to House Lydon to return this. Uh, I have to go alone. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm setting a scene here. Do you want to go by yourself? I think I'll be okay. Do and I. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. In fact, if we're out in the main area of the restaurant, I'm probably already disguised as Cesario. Okay. Which raises some questions about why the dragon singled you out. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's magic. Everything. It's everything. Yeah. When you don't understand magic, everything can be hand waved as it's probably magic. The nose knows. That too. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Right. So Sid takes off, dragon in tow, as the rest of you uh, hang out and prepare for this evening's venture into the dreamlands. Sid, you go outside. Hmm. And once you're out in the, the clear evening air, I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's my constitution? It's not great. It's like a plus one. Yeah, it's plus one. Oh, yeah, 13. <laughs> okay. As soon as you step outside, a racking pain shoots through your body. It starts at your tailbone, goes up your spine, and reaches towards the base of your skull, and you suddenly go into a rictus. You feel your hands tightening into horrible, mangled claws. Your jaw becomes this tight, horrible... You feel something stretching and breaking, and as you land and twist, you stare upwards at the full moon above you. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. We forgot. <laughs> fucked up. We goofed. Oh, <laughs> and I think it is there oh, that we God. are going <laughs> to end this episode of oh. Material Components. Boy. Oh, God. Mike, you said so many, you, you, so many hints about this. As oh, Sid goes full American werewolf in London, I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna leave it. God. Oh, oh no. this is gonna this is gonna go so well. We we can't test it. We can't test if it affects everyone, because what if it does oh no. It's, because it's as always <laughs> we have you can find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Oh, man. Mm.
Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way for me to be like, oh, Cherish uh, remembers it's the moon and runs out after sitting. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't. I can't pull that one out of my ass. I can't fake no. that one. I no. don't know. We got. I don't know. We got bit by a werewolf. I don't know. I don't know. You guys. I don't know. <laughs> I think the moral of this whole whole game has been: we don't know anything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what I do know is that you can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Um. Hey, any any how to care and feed. For your friend werewolf tips. <laughs> At least not I mean, a cat anymore. I mean, <laughs> what if you turn into a were leopard? <sighs> if only. Yeah. No, that would you be bad. I would. That. Tirza would hate that. <laughs> um. But yeah, come, come hang out. <laughs> come help me. <laughs> um. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I am, I am struck with, uh, all the, the infinite possibilities of how this next bullshit's going to go. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> send me your yeah. ideas. What's going to happen? I was going to say send Grawl dating tips, but he actually doesn't need any. He's kind of cleaning up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing very <laughs> well. Kind of crushing it. For himself. Uh, <laughs> and what you can do instead of trying to find me on social media, which is a fruitless effort, you can instead rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you're consuming it on. And if you do, and include the name of an NPC in the tagline or, or subject line, uh, I don't know technology. It's fine. Uh, hence why I'm not on social media. Uh, we will include that NPC in the campaign. It's true. Look, Fair yeah. Ames here needs a famed werewolf hunter now more than ever. And you could name... <laughs> no, it could be like the lead singer of The Used, Burt McCracken, and we'll, we'll, we'll use it. We, we will use it. It does my, not fit any of the naming conventions. My favorite Hollywood stuntman, Dick Warlock. Um, <laughs> real man, look it up. Um, yeah. But you can, of course, find me on Twitter, at MK Gergoni, uh, where, man, I was just waiting for you to step outside, like, <sighs> at the end of this episode. God, you were... <laughs> How did none of us remember just, to be I'm like, just so yeah. grateful that... Well, who else... It was Who didn't get bit? It's just you and you and Grawl. Well, I guess that's okay then, because then it'd just be Cherish and three werewolves. So <laughs> I'm gonna be a beautiful. I'm gonna be a beautiful white werewolf. <gasps> oh my god! Let's do Wolf's Rain. And of course, you can find our good good friend Omatep on Twitter at npc underscore an because yes, he is down one monkey business partner partner at the moment, but he is still a doing his thing. Probably. No. Most likely. Everything will be fine. Now, is that a business partner who's a monkey or a partner in monkey business? Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? We've talked about Omatep's acquisition phase, I believe. Um, <laughs> so, thank you all so much for listening. 
Oh, I can't wait for the werewolf bit. I'm sorry. I'm just oh, so excited boy. for what comes next. Every time. Oh, no. I'm something terrified. Every time. It's just terrified. Like, now werewolf problem. Fuck. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that we weren't all bitten by a werewolf, so we could just all be. <laughs> you can be. He is a werewolf. Sid can bite you. Problem solved. <laughs> Because as always, and especially now, the world is chaos. So please be kind to one a werewolf. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye. Goodbye. Aru, yeah. Aru.